With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Valverde! Oh, hello. You're, uh, you'll probably hear about the, uh, the story. Elves love to tell stories. I bet you didn't know that about elves. There's a, probably a lot of things you, you didn't know about elves. I'm in my Christian Dior with a Veronica wig. No Amy Lino, Chanel, Cecily, no Pins. Alina Sosa, Salida E. Banksy. Grew up on my people, speak that Jordan Dunn language. Make a phone call out to Joan Smalls. I wonder how I feel at Lower Stone's Walls. Jessica Jones, y'all. I would damage her. I see a Jessica Stam, got the stamina. I'm in the car with Leo in the Vince Verve. I heard Paul was friends with Effie Ginsburg. Coco Rocha, Kate Mimosa, Alessandra Ambrosia, Andrew Rubik and Olga. Curry Lingo, tell her I'm very single. Abby Lee too, I'm a freak, boo. I'm wildin', I'm on a thousand. I wanna see Irina shake next to football fire this is the pyro podcast episode 15 of the 2015 regular season this is show 208 good times all around we're calling this show week 15 in 2015 important stuff it's the playoffs either the second round or if you're in smaller leagues it's the round one of your playoffs weeks uh important important games for sure uh, Dogmatica was pointing out earlier that the games were pretty boring this week and kind of weird, but we're still going to talk through them and uh, give you the lowdown on what you need to do for your fantasy football teams, dropping the knowledge, giving you the fantasy football goo. As usual, I got Houdini to the left of me. Across the way, I got Stag Party, Dogmatica in the mix to my right. I'm D-Rex. We are Pyromaniac.com, and we're fired up to get... Into fantasy football, the season's flying by, but no week, well, the only week that's more important than this week is next week, Uh, but this is big time stuff, so important fantasy football information coming your way. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What's going on? Last night, pretty crazy game. 
Uh, there was, I don't know, a lot, of, a lot of insane scoring we'll end up talking about, I'm sure. Odell a little bit. We'll talk about Lamar a little bit uh, when the night goes on here. But that was a... Uh, it changed a lot of fantasy playoff situations. Uh, knocked me out of the playoffs. It was uh, kind of a bummer. But it uh, boosted a bunch of other people in. Some great players uh, did some good things. And some other guys, not so much. Got, got people close. Like I got real close uh, with an ODB coming back from a you know 22-point deficit uh, with the guy against Jarvis Landry in a PPR league. Ooh, wow. So... The monster ODB game almost pulled me back to 1.5 points. Still lost a little bit, but hey, I'm not even mad. The game itself and ODB just exploding made it all worth it. It was just awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. I won in FanDuel, so I was happy. I had a bye week, which was a great thing because uh, in that league, I would have lost all but one of the matchups uh, <laughs> the way that the week went. So, well, we have plus, ODB plus. in the in the Pyro Pro League, and we were uh, we were on bye uh, for the first week of the playoffs. So would have been nice a pretty to good week. Would have been we nice would've... to have that smackdown from him. We would have had a pretty good week. We would have had ODB, Todd Gurley, and a James Starks at our RB two yep. with two touchdowns. Uh, we would have gotten a zero from Amari Cooper and uh, Calvin. Uh, pretty much from pretty Calvin. Much Calvin, but then uh, Sammy Watkins would have had a nice one. So we would have been middle of the pack probably. Some explosions, some... Oh, and we got that Cam Cam. Cam Cam. I'll say this, though. Uh, it, one thing. Twitter, my, the infamous tweet that he's got to be a boss. <laughs> it, it reopened some new uh, some new <laughs> life uh, last night. Once again, whenever he explodes, I will not... Stags is shaking his head. I will not delete it. But it was the greatest thing. I don't know if you... Did you read the thread? Yeah. These guys weren't... When, they were making fun of me at first, and then they started going head to head with you. Was one guy sticking up for Pyro there? I didn't no, really understand he, what was going on. He was just calling their, each other nerds or something. I don't know. These guys were going at it. I was <laughs> just like, "Make love, not war, fellas." Not literally. <laughs> just have a birthday. Oh my God! Santa here. I know him. I know him. <laughs> Uh, good stuff. If you don't know what we're referring to, good. We don't want you to. I'm never gonna delete it. It's gonna be. I'm gonna have fun with that t- tweet until I'm 85 years I old. Hopefully, we'll, we'll, we'll be sitting down with Od- 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 Odell one day, and we'll, we'll sit and talk about it. I will. I yeah, literally be. turned off my phone because I was tired of the Twitter notifications. <laughs> 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 it was that bad. <laughs> Loving it. Hey, nope. As Gene Simmons of the Kiss said, no press is bad press. There you go. Maybe Howard Stern said the same thing. He stole it from Jeans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's. Um, if you guys are following us, I don't even have it pulled up as usual, preparing everything. But the one thing, what's the first game again? We got the Buccaneers, Buccaneers at the Rams. Rams. We're gonna go. If you're following us, NFL.com. Go to schedule, then go to regular season, then pick Week 15, and we're gonna start from the top down Thursday night. My Buccaneers against my Rams. Is that right? Um, I want to say something about both of these teams right now. Uh, Neither one of them did anything close to what I thought they were going to do last week. Mm -hmm. I thought that the the way that Winston had played during the year and his ascension to becoming, I I don't want to say an elite quarterback, but fantasy-wise, he's been doing pretty well all year. A lot better than I thought. And this was, that was a game that against the Saints that you would have thought, okay, here's a, just an explosion, a great streamer possibility, a great uh, 
you know, DFS, whatever. You know, it's it's just that was just a great play. Nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing out of the guy. On the on the opposite side, I thought the Rams had pretty much folded up and went home. Uh, Gurley, I thought, was completely out of gas. And, you know, teams were just game planning 100% against him. Detroit's defense had been uh, rejuvenated this last month. Bam! They fucking they kicked the shit out of Calvin Johnson, who did nothing, and a Detroit team who was starting to roll. And Gurley... As of, you know, it's one of the games of the year, or one of the games of the week, I should say. Especially when that Rams defense had nobody left healthy. TJ McDonald was done for the year. Robert Quinn was done for the year. Janoris Jenkins was out. The Rams defense. You yeah. said the Lions, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, so they, they were just depleted and absolutely shut down Calvin Johnson. And, of course, that means, you know, Golden Tate's going to have a good game. Yeah. <laughs> Golden Tate sneakily having having a nice season. But let's talk sneakily. about the bucket. Is that a word? I like, it is I like making up words all the time. So yeah, right. I like it. Uh, I sneakily got that in there. <laughs> Mike Evans, how about this guy for a disappointment? You know, oh, a guy God. who I had pegged for so much. And again, you talk about being not being able to take advantage of a matchup. Uh, he just looks now completely lost out there, and um, <sighs> ruined my season. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I, I had a choice between him and Hopkins on corner, and I took a chance on Evans. One of the worst fancy calls I've, I've made in a long time. Uh, Hopkins is a stud who actually has fallen off a bit these last few weeks. But, I, I mean, Mike Evans is just, he's just not that good. Plain and simple. I mean, he, he has, he's had trouble with drops, and now he's not running uh, great routes. And it doesn't even look like Winston's looking to him as much as he used to because he's like, wow, he's just not going to catch this ball, is he, if I throw it over there? I'm, I'm going to go somewhere else. It's a, I don't know. Doug Martin, uh, they ended up only giving him, what, 12, 11 touches or something in that game. Granted, I understand they didn't get as many plays off as they would have liked. Uh, they, they, you know, there was talk about it today. You know, obviously, New Orleans had the ball a long time and did whatever they wanted to do, basically, against the Buccaneers' defense. So that was tough for, you know, obviously tough goings for, uh, for Doug Martin. But he was running all over him. It's not like he was having a problem. He had 80-something yards on, like, 10 carries. I mean, that's obviously uh, the start of a good game. But... I don't know. The Bucks next week against the Rams. Who knows? They could both go back to normal, and the, all the Bucks players will kick some ass, and the Rams will fall flat. Yeah, we won't have Vincent Jackson out there with his MCL sprain, so you can't expect to see an uptick in uh, Mike Evans' targets. It's just bound to happen. Uh, you know, ASJ should be another week healthier. They've kind of been moving him back slowly in terms of snaps. That sort of really affected his production. Um, yeah, his his acronym for me is ATM. Not ASJ. <laughs> is he take- paying? Is not, not where you get the money. <laughs> not where you get the money. Oh boy. Oh boy. Uh, dog, I got dog excited. Dog, I got dog excited on that one. <laughs> so, and that you know the running backs are the running backs. You know Doug Martin's a top three running back. You've just got to start him. Uh, you know the defense is a. Up and down sort of team, but you just got to roll with Doug Martin. He's been your guy all season. Charles Sims is an interesting option. Like, under the radar, this guy's averaging 11 looks a game, like right around nine touches, uh, you know, catching four to five passes, you know, seemingly every week, and also getting four to five rushes. Sometimes his rushes go for 50 yards. Sometimes they go for 10. You never really know, but he's, he's a decent little flex play. Uh, I'll tell you this, the Rams to the opposing team's passing down back, which would be Charles Simpson in this case, over the last like five, six weeks or so, they give up at least like six points 
to the passing down back alone. Not just the lead back, but the passing down back. Six points to somewhere around 11 or 12 points for like the last five or six weeks. Uh, so, I mean, Sims will probably be a very good play here, but uh, Martin is the one you want to go with. Every single back did something against him for the Lions last week. I mean, none of them had more than like seven or eight, you know, nine touches. But, I mean, Joy Bell had 50 yards rushing on like seven touches. Uh, Abdul did okay. I mean, Riddick did okay. But they all did something. Martin, if he gets the full workload that he should, should be able to do just fine against this Ram team, uh, especially being indoors. Uh, a lot of a lot of games will start to be outdoors nowadays. You got to consider that uh, when you're talking about the players that you want to play, or quarterbacks you want to play, or defenses for that matter too. Uh, a lot of things change when you get a game indoors as to a, as opposed to a lot of games outdoors. So I don't know. When, when it comes to the Buccaneers, I expect them to do a lot better than they did last week. Last week I think it was a little flukish. You know, I mean, against the worst defense in the league by far, uh, they should have just rolled. They should they should have. Put up all the fancy points we all thought we uh, that they would have, but they didn't. I think they come back this week, especially with Vincent Jackson out. The main guys scored more points, obviously, with one of the big cogs out. When Vincent Jackson was out before, I expect the same thing to happen again. Martin should be just fine, as well as uh, I know Evans has been disappointing, but I think he'll have a fine game in this one, especially with that beat-up ramp secondary. Well, let's go to the other side of the ball, unless anybody's got anything else to say about the Bucks. We can just talk about two players on this team. Yeah, just make it quick. We can yeah. Just talk about Todd Gurley, who, no matter how much he's disappointing, you know he's a threat for 100 yards and a touchdown every week. There are very few running backs you can say that from. You just, you know, you got to hope that this offensive coordinator is going to hand him the ball because that's something that was lacking in the last two games where they just gave him, you know, nine carries a game. He only got 16 carries in this last game, too. Well, they also took him out early in the fourth quarter. Uh, he suffered a little bit of a knee injury mm-hmm. that they're not, you know, particularly talking too much about just yet. So. He's limited today in practice. That That's something that concerns me a little bit. I just think he's going to be out there and they're going to roll with the guy. Agreed. They, they just changed uh, coordinators, too, didn't they? Yeah. And yeah. he's just going to go to a steady, basic plan, which says, give it a girl. And well, the thing is, though, is that you know the Buccaneers have been tough against the run. They're only giving up they 94 have. yards uh, per game, and they've only given up six rushing touchdowns. So this is not a defense that's like, you know, going up against the 49ers or something like that. Well, the Lions, had, the Lions had been a top five defense in the past five weeks before last week uh, against the run. So, I mean, he shouldn't have done it there either. Tim Hightower. <laughs> yeah. Man, Hightower could be two words as well. So maybe two, maybe three words. <laughs> <laughs> but Tim Hightower, it wasn't like Tim Hightower was all that amazing and explosive. It was 28 carries for 85 yards. Yeah, yeah. It was, but still. It was just three yards. Curly's better that's than why Tim they Hightower. Had the time because, but that's why they had the time possession against the Buccaneers because they were just sitting there grinding out first downs, just getting first downs. You don't think the Rams were getting the big plays. Yeah, I mean, so well, he's saying Gurley's better. So if I know Gurley's better. Win. I know. I, I understand, but I'm I'm just saying. Just slack Gurley in your lineup. The only other guy that's maybe a consideration for you is uh, Tavon Austin. I mean, well, he's always a consideration. Look, he had another touchdown call back again this last week. Uh, the, the special teams play, yeah, uh, whatever. So he, he he's he's got the explosion factor. The problem is, is he going to catch the lightning in the bottle? Because he, that's usually what it is for him. He has to, you know. 
for Austin to go off, it's been a, the game against Arizona, and then he had like another game where where it's like it's usually combined with a special teams type of a score for him, or uh, a rushing score, or a big or a long rushing score. Isn't Jared uh, Cook been getting a lot of targets lately? Hasn't really been hauling too many of them, but they're the, whole, the rest of the whole passing game there has just not really been very effective Un-ownable. at all. Un- yeah. Unownable. All right, I mean, I'm not owning. Is that, is that a Owned. word too? I don't know. Let's. Hey, it's all right. Let's make up as many words as we friggin' can. <laughs> well, with, I mean, with, with the speed factor for uh, you know Tavon Austin on the indoor field, that's always a nice factor for you. It's worth a shot if you ask me. Go on. Fear factor. Right, that's game. I'm all right, done. done. Moving on uh, <laughs> to Saturday. Hey now, we got a game Saturday. Good times. Good times. I don't know why we don't have two, but we'll take one. And that's going to be the Jets are going to be down at AT AT&T Stadium in Irvine, Texas and playing the Cowboys. I mean, this is the best, like, spread out schedule I've seen all season, so I'm not going to have another word about it. Okay, yeah, seriously. And no grunts from Houdini, so we're we're, we're good. No, no, hallelujah, 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 you finally figured it out. I like it from a from a Jewish man. Damn right. Well done. You spent some time in the uh, in the, in the Baptist church. I see it's good stuff. <laughs> so the Jets, you got you got Fitz Magic, who's gonna do Fitz Magic type things and throw for two hundred and fifty yards, two touchdowns, and his pick is not so certain anymore. His one pick a game hasn't happened in three or four weeks. Here he's been putting up three touchdowns a week. You know over the last couple of weeks, so they haven't really been putting him in uh, through the ground. This guy's just been on fire. But going against the Cowboys defense, that's a little bit tough. You know you got to have some concerns. But I, you know Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker and you know now Bilal Powell providing a different sort of underneath option. This offense is sort of clicking on all cylinders. I, I think the thing with uh, Fitzpatrick is is that the Cowboys are going to be more susceptible to the run. And this is evidenced by what teams have done against them all year. The Cowboys have only given up 14 passing touchdowns, but also only have six interceptions on the season. So, you know, teams have been attacking them on the ground. Uh, it's been pretty easy, too, because when you don't have... Uh, you know the, the quarterbacks there, not Tony Romo. Uh, they're not sustaining drives on the other side of the field. So I think you know your your, your assessment is probably right. I don't think he's going to throw an interception in this game. Um, I, I don't think he's going to throw three touchdowns in this game though. I think this is going to be one of those lean heavily on the run, uh, let that and let your defense do the work against Matt Castle and, and set up for a win. Yeah, here's the thing: they run, they run, they can run all game, and then when they get inside the ten. The Jets just like to throw slants and fades to their wide receivers. Yeah. It doesn't matter who it's against. That's just what the Jets do. They run up and down the field. And they're like, oh, thanks, Chris Ivory. Thanks for being in the workhorse. We'll see you later. Uh, let me throw it up to Brandon Marshall in the end zone and get him a tutty. Oh, a <laughs> do you dude. think that that has something to do with the fact that Todd Bowles came from uh, Arizona where they were watching what they were doing with Fitzgerald and Floyd there all the time? So, hey, you know, they, they never had a strong running game there in the red zone either, so... It's shocking how many points on the season the Jets have scored uh, as a team. It's really, really impressive. Who who to thunk? I think when you're thinking about um, the red zone type stuff, you're thinking who has the best hands on the team. Uh, Ivory was never known for his hands. That's for that's for sure. Uh, might as well throw it to Marshall, who catches 100 balls a year, or Eric Decker, who is also one of the more underestimated receivers in the past decade. Uh, so that, <laughs> those are pretty good options. I like the red zone options. That's what they're going to do against the Cowboys. I think uh, Claiborne got injured a little bit again last week. Uh, he had come back, and I, I think he got himself banged up a little bit again. So 
Not to say it's going to make it that much easier because they've been kind of steadily against the pass all year. So we'll see. I think they're going to run their way down the field, like you said, and then red zone time, it'll go to the uh, the hands guys. I mean, Marshall's still a one. You know, Decker's probably a two, maybe a three. It's, it's just what they are. They've been there every every game. It's like 100 yards or a touchdown, 100 yards or a touchdown. It doesn't matter who they've played all season. And then the only real question mark who's been up and down this season for that team is Ivory. Uh and I guess Bilal Powell, who is more injured than down. But in PPR leagues, Bilal Powell is an interesting consideration, mm-hmm. uh, sort of a flex type. Uh, but Chris Ivers probably a running back one this week, a solid one. What I like about the Jets is they remind me of what fantasy football was like in 1994, when every team only had two wide receivers and, <laughs> and you had the, 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 the staunch running back and the quarterbacks were only throwing for about 250 yards a game. If that. <laughs> But you he know, would, you know, know where it's all, Fitz, you know where it's Fitz, all Fitz, going. He would, he would be, if he was like a quarterback back in 1994, I think he would probably, his stats this year would probably rank him about top three uh, on the season, I would have a, a feeling. Uh, when Eddie Lacy is, is rushing for 124 yards on 24 carries against you, Dallas could be beaten up on the ground. I think that Ivory's going to have himself. So what did Starks do? Yeah. And <laughs> Starks, 11 for 71. <laughs> okay. So nearly 200 yards rushing, yeah. Good yeah. things for Ivory to come. Yeah, good stuff. Um, on the other side. Yeah, anything? Uh, let's let's move over to the other side. Cowboys. Crap, that's depressing. When you got when you have to have your uh, owner and uh, GM coming out and say, "Nope, we're gonna put Des balls to the wall." Didn't he say that? Yes. Balls to the wall. I don't know. I, Please don't say that ever again, Jerry Jones. I don't know if it's just this time of year or or, or I don't know the music I'm listening. I don't know what it is, but. Every time I think of Des Bryant, I think of that like later scene in Trading Places when Dan Aykroyd just goes berserk as Santa and steals like the the salmon and puts it in his beard and, and it gets <laughs> yeah, stuck yeah, to yeah. his beard. I, I I don't know. I kind of picture Des Bryant in that role sometime in the next couple of weeks. He's he's not he's in not jail, locked obviously. In. Yeah. Soon after, he's yeah. aloof. He's he, there's something going on there. He's I follow him on Twitter and Facebook even just even his posts there. Just like. This guy's a fucking loser. He's about he's, to go nuts. I, I think I he's think. healthy. Like, and yada yada, and the quarterback situation is awful. I mean, Matt Castle has one double-digit uh, fantasy game in what seven starts. Yeah, still, but be more like Antonio Brown or something, and like turn a turn a third stringer uh, quarterback into something. Don't be be the solution, not the problem. I'm the worst toy maker in the world. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's the third word, but we didn't make that one up. Here's the, here's the difference between Dez and Antonio. Dez isn't getting the ball or wasn't getting the ball as much as he wanted because he was being double teamed. And he tells Castle just he's yelling, yelling, just screaming his balls off. Just throw it to me. I don't care if I'm double teamed or triple teamed. I'll get the ball. So what does Castle do the next week? He throws it to him and doubles, double teams. Granted, one out of every five times, Dez will make an insane catch. But two out of the other f- five times, it'll be an interception. That's what Dez gets. All right, and it was, there was one. There was an interception last week when he threw to him in Tipped double coverage, hand, yeah. and you see Dez walking off the field, a slight, you know, like sneer smile on on his face, like oh, fuck. Uh, I yelled at the guy, and he threw it to me, and it's intercepted. Of course, damn it, you know. But I'll yell at him in about ten minutes, when, you know, <laughs> when everybody forgets about that. I don't know. The, the guy's just a little Looney Tunes. 
the whole offense is, I think, in disarray at this point. McFadden's starting to break down. You can tell that a little bit, even though he had a, a decent game, and Turbin did as well, but, uh, you know, for that matter. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't see the offense doing a whole hell of a lot against this Jets team at this point, now with Castle at the helm. I mean, let's just think about it. They're not going to be able to run the ball. So, you know, McFadden's not going to be able to have nine rushes for 111 yards. Robert Turbin's not going to have seven for 51 and a touchdown. <laughs> Those numbers are not repeatable. Uh, so they're going to have to try to attack through the air where the Jets are a little bit susceptible. Uh, so hopefully that offensive line can block these blitzes that are going to come at them or else Castle's going to end up out of the game as well, uh, which might be the best thing that could happen to this offense. There's <laughs> been a lot of talk about it. You guys going to replace him? Nope, we're sticking with Castle. This guy is the guy who can win us games. <laughs> All righty then. Let's move on to the yeah, next game. I got nothing to say. Yeah. Opener, yeah. first game is Sunday the 25th. Wow, we're almost getting at Christmas. 20th. And as you can tell, 20th, sorry, uh, Sunday the 20th, and we're almost at the 25th. And as you can tell from our audio on this show, uh, we've got Houdini, Elf. Yes, Elf. Elf is the film that we're doing. Uh, the intro music uh, is... Uh, Christian Dior flow, denim flow by Kanye West, and we got some good um, closer, a uh, good closer song as well, which is uh, Christmas esque. Um, and uh, yeah, it's good times. I, all we need is for more snow or something. But uh, in my complex here, it's a, it's a, there's a lot of Christmas lights out. None on my house because I'm a lazy ass. Uh, <laughs> but we'll see. I don't, I don't mind that there's no snow. I'm actually, uh, I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, I'm moving on Saturday, and I'm glad that there's no snow. I helped somebody move yesterday, and it was just a little bit overcast, but it was like 60 degrees, no no hoodie on or anything, just helping people move. That's well, it hey, sucks to help people move, but... If you got to help somebody move in December, this is the best <laughs> weather you could ask for. Yeah. You know, 55 well, degrees. A little, a little cold. One quick thing, and we'll talk about this game. I found 10 bucks on the floor yesterday, so yesterday was a good day. Check it for poop. Was it your own floor? No, like in your no, room. No, that was no. your ten bucks. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fuck. That idiot must have dropped this. Fuck off. <laughs> All, right. All right. Cam the man at uh, and the Panthers are at the New York Giants, who finally show they can close out a game last night. This will be an opportunity for us to give some ODB love. But let's start with the um, what are they? The thirteenth. 14 and 0? 13 and 0? 13 and 0. Man. Uh, best picture I saw, I'm not going to talk fantasy, so let me just talk. Uh, best picture I saw was at the end of the game. The team does their dab and they're taking all those pictures together. And there's uh, Greg Olson in the background, like rolling his eyes. It's like, these friggin' guys and this fucking dabbing. It is a hilarious <laughs> picture. You gotta seek it out. Yeah. He wants to be in it, but he's just like, let's just keep winning the games. I don't know what the rest of this stuff is. This is during the game. That's how bad they're beating the Falcons. <laughs> it was how, not a post-game picture. That's how bad the Falcons are. You <laughs> see, remember about Ron during the game go up to the team and was basically like, I want to I want to shut him out. <laughs> he's like getting him fired up on shutouts. He's, you can tell I learned from Ditka. That's got to be Ditka-esque, where they're running up like, if they score, you guys are pussies. No, that's Buddy Ryan. <laughs> Buddy Ryan. Yeah, that's exactly. Good right. point. <laughs> good point. But that's we're a good way. Get Find some motivation in a sea of just domination. Mm-hmm. Go on with the game. What's going to happen offensively with the uh, Panthers? Ted Ginn's going to get four touchdowns <laughs> of over 70 yards this time. It's, it's going to be a world breaker. I don't know. 
DeSantis. It, here's the thing with Jonathan Stewart. How many of them is he going to drop? Me <laughs> too. Uh, Jonathan Stewart's a little hobbled right now. So if, if he's questionable to go, then it all still sets up for another huge day for Cam, any which way you slice him. Whether that's going to be Cam throwing the ball, Cam running the ball. The Giants' defense is piss poor. Uh, I think we we saw what Lamar Miller uh, was able to do against them uh, in the, in the first half. Then you saw even you know Jarvis Landry being able to extend plays, and if Devontae Parker would ever learn how to run a route, that they might have actually even had even more passing done against the the Giants. You saw Jordan Cameron actually emerge and, and do more fantasy damage than he's done in his like previous four games. So I think that it sets up for Cam. I think that you want to know who are the who are going to be the lucky recipients? Because what's the situation right now with Greg Olson? Because uh, he he had to leave the game. He was a little digged up. They say he's going to play. They say he's uh, he, he's going to suit up because he's that's just, he's just a warrior that he is. At this point already, they're listing him as probable. And so I mean, it's if it's already and they don't have to list it till Friday, he's fine. I, I'm not I'm not too worried about uh, about Olson. It is going to be Ginn though. I mean, Ginn they, they they will be able to take shots, and and I think that you know. If if I'm taking a, a chance, I mean, not, you're not going to get any type of PPR production on Ted Ginn, and you're gonna you're not going to get the every catch for a touchdown is going to be for 50 yards plus or 46 yards plus. You might. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, but the fact of the matter is, is that when I look at what the Panthers' offense has been doing more in the past couple weeks, it has been really using the deep pass and trying to to add that extra dimension. I, I mean, you talk about Riverboat Ron. I think he's setting this team up. To show all different types of, of looks and, 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 and things at you. So when it comes to the playoffs, you really don't know what to prepare for. I agree. Here's the real question is what happens if Jonathan Stewart misses? Who gets the carries? Because that's what everybody wants to know. This team is going to try to at least run the ball. And at least late in the game, if they're up, that's what they're going to do. This is going to be a run-based team late in the game. So is, you know, should Jonathan Stewart sit, that means Cameron Artis Payne will pretty much be active for, uh, I think, probably one of the first times in his career. But don't you think if, if, you're, if you're ahead and you're just looking to, to pound away at somebody, you're going to use Tolbert? Maybe they say they say Cameron Artis Payne is the guy who would get the first and second down work. Should it just be without Jonathan Stewart, they think he'd be the most complete three down running back or most complete running back of their trio. Um, so that's that's the real question. But I still think it'd be Fozzie on third down and Tolbert on short yardage, and then maybe a little bit of Cameron Artis Payne in the you know, 12 carry range. Uh, uh, th- th- this is the Detroit situation almost. It's one of those type of situations where, yeah, I do think that Artis Payne will get his work in between the 20s. Um, I think that, uh, you know, obviously, as you, as you were saying, it's going to be Tolbert, I think, in the red zone. And, I mean, we'll see in the, in the passing game. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen there, but it's, it's going to be a touch and go. I think that Tolbert's the best chance of having a touchdown and actually putting up more than eight points, eight or nine points, uh, if you ask me. I think he's got the best chance of looking like uh, Pac-Man running down the sidelines. <laughs> My God. <laughs> that guy's like a little ball with little little, little arms coming out, little legs coming out. Right. Like, I mean, uh, like Lacey's, Lacey's what, 6'1 or 6'2, 250, something like that. Yeah. Tolbert 5'10 to fucking 55, <laughs> okay? That guy is a... Holy cow, is that guy a big, small man. He is, yes. <laughs> Love it. Anyone else awesome. to, uh, to discuss on the um, 
On the Panthers side of the ball? Uh, it's, I mean, it's weird. It's, it, it, when no. you talk about no, there's not. Yeah, no, no, there you go. It's not. Okay. All right, let's move on. Let's go to the New York Giants and not talk about ODB too much, but let's start with Eli Manning. Uh, I will sell this in our league. I just eked out uh, total points, and uh, Eli Manning had, I think, a 52-point game yeah, last. It was insane. The, and it was came back, and I had a nice lead, and I ju- ended up well, winning You had almost points. a 100-point lead. <sighs> and going into Monday night, and you almost got beat. by 18. <laughs> uh, and, and in this league, people are crazy about the total points. They're nuts about it. So total points is like as much as winning the friggin' thing. It so, is. It's split money. It's crazy. There's the, so there's I'm the like, trophy of winning it, oh, and then there's the it's a little more to win it. But it, that's only because a lot of me and a few other people vote for it to be that. If it was the way of about three people in the league, it would be total points. points. Is everything would win everything? Because every time I won championships, and I was like, "Yeah, good job, Dolman. You're the best team this year." I'm like, guys, I won. I won. <laughs> nah, Dolman had best points. Total points. You, you, uh, yeah, you, you're yeah, the yeah, easiest yeah. schedule. Tell you, you were twelve points. and three or twelve and one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 12 and 1, that didn't matter. God, no, great times. Um, so, but uh, Eli is good, I'll tell you that. And uh, if he wasn't so inconsistent, but as usual, he's going to come around and light up and put up a ton of big uh, ton of big points to close out the season to put himself uh, season ending is what? He's going to end top five? He's, he's Here's the chance. thing. Not a chance. Uh, this is one Not of those exact times, that, I, and I, I say it a million times a year, Got to have a short memory. Got to have a short memory. Just because he put up three, you know, or 700 yards and four touchdowns on Monday night, that was against the Dolphins. This is against the Panthers. And Josh Norman will be able to handle Odell Beckham. It's, that is going to be great. I don't think It's going so. to be awesome. And it's gonna, that's going to be the best matchup to watch. In uh, I would rather watch that than any other game in the entire week. Just that matchup. If you could just focus on those two, I'd rather watch that than any other game. Who else is going to cover anybody on this fucking team, though? They have no other depth anymore. Charles Tillman's likely to go on IR tomorrow. If, uh, ben, Ben if. Wicker. If he suddenly gets better in 24 hours, that's the kind of stuff we're putting in stock on? Yeah, <laughs> like, if somebody says that shit to me, like, that dude is done. Like, he is gone. That's <laughs> what they said last year. That's what they said the year before that. And sure enough, he's here on a 13-0 team, and he was, they're like begging for him to come back. Yeah. Okay, he's, he could still hang. But so that doesn't mean he's healthy. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. It's supposedly he has a partially torn ACL. ACL. Yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so even, even if he's back with a partially torn uh, ACL, you don't think... Like, here's what happens with Carolina. Whenever they motion a wide receiver, they shift into his own coverage. And for some reason, Julio did no motion. Um, and he did motion on a couple plays and just Julio's four for 28 against Norman. And then his other snaps, uh, 45 yards came against Ben, Ben or Wickery yeah. or whatever. And then, uh, you know, late garbage time catches when, Nor- when they pulled Norman out oh, of the game. Yeah. He ended up with a nice stat line of seven for 88 on 10 targets. You're not mad. You're not overly enthused. But it wasn't against Norman. But it wasn't against Norman. It was four for 28 against Norman. So we'll just put that in perspective. They move ODB around quite a bit. He's, he seems to be in motion pretty much every play. Um, just trying to get him in the slot. Just trying to get him a little bit of a head start uh, coming down the line. So I think they might be more creative in their formation uses than anybody else in in, in maybe the league with how they're going to try to attack this team. I, I think Ben McAdoo is a smart guy. 
Fine. I will. Okay. I'll give you that. And I think that that is a good possibility of happening. But that does not mean that Josh Norman does not have that thing inside him that says, I don't give a shit. I'm taking this guy all game long and we'll see what happens. Maybe. The best versus the best. The best always want the best. Norman's going to be out there and he's going to want it. They're 13 or no. You think they're going to. I know that they're saying in Rivera and that everybody says, yeah, we're not really trying for that. We know we have the playoffs like a bullshit. You're going for it. You know you are. Norman's going to be on this guy no matter where he is. I don't care where he's running to. That's that. That's my guy. We'll see what happens. Well, let's remember, Ron Rivera was on the '85 Bears that tried to go undefeated that ended up losing. You know, eventually there to Miami. To Miami, but he was definitely out there, pissed off, and I don't think he wants to lose. No, if there's anybody in the goddamn league that I think wants to lose less, <laughs> it's probably Ron, Ron Rivera. Rivera. Absolutely, I fully agree with you. So that's what I'm saying. I don't think. Listen, Odie, you're not sitting ODB. But don't expect him to have your wide receiver one game. I guarantee if you have ODB, there's going to be a receiver with more fancy points on your team this week than ODB. He's going to be your wide. He's going to end up being your wide receiver two or wide receiver three. All righty, well, there monster. <laughs> Speaking about the other options on this team, Will Ty, what, caught his first touchdown uh, pass of the season uh, last week. So, you know, even though, you know, Keekly and Thomas Davis could be covering him, Will Ty is the sort of interesting option at tight end. Uh, Then you've got other guys, you know, maybe Reuben Randall because there's no other corner, or maybe Dwayne Harris. You're flipping a coin between the two? That's a, see, that's the thing. Are you going to trust in a Reuben Randall uh, any week? Listen, I had to play him last week. I just wasn't sure on another guy, so I played him, and I got lucky. And that's what I consider it, lucky. When you, when you play a Reuben Randall, he actually scores a touchdown that does anything <laughs> of significance, you're lucky. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, I, there was one week, I think might have been, it was the week against the Saints, I think it was, where, I mean, everybody had, I mean, there was like a thousand and some odd yards thrown for and like 13 touchdowns. He had one catch, one lucky fucking catch for like 36 yards and it happened touchdown. to be a touchdown. Yeah. So am I going to say this offseason, you know, Ruben Randall's gotten our, gotten uh, your guys' attention every offseason for the last three years. Are we done talking about him this 2016 offseason? I'm done talking about him. Yeah, I mean, the thing he's is, he's slow. still going to end up with a decent stat line. And you'd be like, how did this happen? How is he a top 50 wide receiver? Injuries, it's also injuries, because injuries. of the fact that there was no Victor Cruz this year. There's just been nobody else there to, to step up. Is there ever going to be a Victor Cruz again? No, but there's going to be somebody else because they're going to draft somebody else or they're going to bring in somebody else. It won't will. be Hakeem Nix. I mean, I'm going to keep eating Rubens. Mmm, <laughs> those are good. Yeah, yummy. Mm. Although I removed the sauerkraut on my my Reuben. Sorry. Um, your let's let my fault. Let's talk about some other. <laughs> let's talk about uh, the uh, ODB. You're playing. He's a stud. First, uh, uh, second guy along with Randy Moss to have 1,300 receiving yards in his first two seasons, breaking records uh, like nobody's business. And uh, that game in prime time just uh, solidified it. He is on another planet. Uh, let's talk about. You talked about Ty. Anything to talk about the running backs? Uh, I still don't. How, I mean, I Rashad Jennings like, finally had a solid workload. 
that was clearly superior to everyone else. And that was like the first time all goddamn season. Yeah. Right. I think they're done with Andre Williams. They um, are now, for sure, after and, that fumble. After yeah. that fumble, they're done with him. So now it's down to three. Now it's down to Orleans Darkwa, Shane Vereen, and uh, uh, Rashad Jennings. They're gonna they, re- they have also sort of moved on lately from using Shane Vereen. Uh, Agreed. That's something, like his, his snaps are down, his targets are down, his touches are down. It's been more of just Rashad Jennings and Orleans Darkwa. So th- Rashad Jennings is almost getting close to respectability of the flex. And but no. <laughs> listen, you got to understand who they were playing as well. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. That was against Miami. He, he's not going to get that many touches uh, against Carolina here. He had his you know day in the sun, or his, you know, his day of the entire year in the sun. That was it. Granted, he's still going to be the guy that they use a little bit more. They're going to run with the hot hand. And, uh, you know, Darko will still get his, and Verena will still get a, a couple touches here and there. But you're right, that's about the split right there. They just suck behind the <laughs> behind the QB, let's, and they're terrible. Let's talk about the offensive line as well, because Eric Flowers went out with an injury. Yes. Uh, and that's going to be a big, big thing going up against this pass rush. Yeah, overall, tough team to be going against uh, for the Giants coming off that big win. Let's go to the next game. Titans at the Patriots. Oh, this sounds like a Jim Daddy that makes me want to have a few Valverdes. Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? Oh, good times. Uh, all right, so let's talk uh, Titans. Well, Marcus Mariota had a crap game, and yeah. then he caught a touchdown pass yeah. of 40 yards to give him 10 points. Uh, to give him like a 20-point fantasy week. So that was nice. That was pretty cool. Uh but Marcus Mariota could just sort of do things like that. He can have a crap game, and then his athletic ability could just suddenly knock out an 84-yard run that's going to add, you know, 14 fantasy points to your day and make him one of the top scorers. Mike Vick used to have that. He could just have a crap day, and then suddenly, boom, turns it on. You know, that could happen. You know, against this Patriots team that... <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. They're going to take away what he does best. So there goes any form of a run game there goes any form of the zone read play probably so you're gonna have to deal with those sort of gadget plays well you're also gonna have a tough situation for Delaney Walker and this is one of his main outlets in the passing game when you look at the the talent of the linebacker position for the, the Patriots that's one of their strengths number one they don't have to bring all kinds of crazy blitzes and stuff they're able to get pressure on the quarterback and then you have some ridiculous pass uh, rushing linebackers as well as guys that can cover in the field. Jimmy Collins is ridiculous. So, um, you know, I just think that Delaney Walker is going to have a much harder time this week getting off than he has in weeks past. So when you're looking at a real crucial playoff matchup, you know, I'm worried about him. The thing is they split him out enough from the formation that he could still be fine. I mean, at this point with how how tight end is, he's pretty much playing wide receiver for that team on most plays. I still don't think he's a guy you need to be forced to sit. I think he's a guy oh, who's earned the right to, I'm saying to temper, play. Temper, but temper, temper expectations for sure. You know, I don't think anybody else, I don't think you can start an Antonio Andrews after sort of how he's been playing. I mean, you want to count his, you know, passing touchdown, great. But outside of that, <laughs> it was, you know, yada, yada. Uh, you know. Did you just yada yada Antonio Andrews? Yes. <laughs> yada yada? Yeah, and then, you know, Doriel Green Beckham, you know, had a piss poor drops and just just not a great it's, game. It's just too inconsistent there to be able to trust in this type of a matchup. You would think that 
you know, obviously that you might have a little bit more opportunity because you'd expect that the Patriots would be able to jump out in this game now that you're going to have, again, a healthy Gronkowski back for uh, a second week in a row. Maybe. Uh, Maybe they don't even play him. You don't know with these Patriots. <laughs> well, yeah, and, you don't. <laughs> and, and, and we don't know 100% what the story is yet on Edelman. You know, I mean, I think that Hill's probably still missed this game. I think they, they're just hoping to have him back for the playoffs. Um, but I, I just think that, uh, you know, while there might be an opportunities late in game for garbage type yards, I'm not taking my chances on on guys like Jarrell Green Beckham and stuff like that because I, I talked about him in my waiver wire piece. He's one of these guys that I just I don't like the matchups. I think that you have a couple other players out there at the same position that are out there, uh, you know, uh, on the waiver wire that might even make more sense when you're looking at you know Ted Ginn who's still out there in some leagues, the Lockets, the Willie Sneeds, and those guys have much better uh, one week matchups if you're looking at it. I do want to say something real quick about the Titans. I forgot to say there. Uh, with McCluster being out, they're going to run with Andrews a lot. I know that they say that Bishop Sankey is going to be the, the passing down back, but really? Uh, I mean, Antonio Andrews actually catches the ball a little bit, and they're going to, they're going to have to do some did running. Did you just mention Bishop Sankey? You stink. <laughs> I did. Uh, but, I mean, with McCluster out for the, for the season now, I mean, they're going to rely on... Antonio Andrews, and with enough touches, sometimes at this point, especially when it gets to the playoffs and there's so many injuries going on, just getting the amount of touches that someone like an Antonio Andrews will get makes a difference, you know. And, and you know, New England, while they're you know awesome against the or have been awesome against the pass, they can be had against the run a little bit, or is it the opposite? No, it's it. No, that's. I mean, they can be had that way. <laughs> They're tough against like opposing it. running backs. They are, but they give up a lot of receptions, though. Yeah, I, I just the, the I just think they'll have to try and throw. I think they'll jump on them a little bit, and then it's going to be a ball control game. I, I just don't see the Titans being able to stay in this game early enough to run Antonio Andrews. No, but they're, I mean they're going to have to use him though, as opposed to anybody else. It's not like Sankey's going to be in there for all those passing game snaps. I mean they're going to have to be passing the ball, and it's going to be Antonio Andrews. And when yeah. he gets ahead of steam, he actually gets something going on. So it wouldn't shock me if he actually had a decent game. Anyway. Let's talk about the Patriots. Still talking about the Patriots here. Yeah. It's, you can go uh, quick if you want. Make it, make it happen. Just tell everybody what they want to know about the run game. Yeah, Garrett Blunt is done for the season. Yeah. Blunt, Blunt's done for the season. Uh, they, they say that they're trying to they're going to back Bolden. I'm not sure if that's really the case or not. But he does look like a better first and second down runner than a James White, that's for sure. And Monty Ball's on the practice squad, who they haven't quite called up yet. Well, uh, they will. Signed today, but now you place... Now that's a procedural. Well, usually, yeah. But usually you actually just would sign him to the team. Yeah, to the team. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Instead of sign him to the practice, practice squad. squad. Right. So, I mean, it, it's actually kind of weird that they did that. So it makes me iffy on whether actually... they may well, just maybe be it's, like it's kinda... one of those Belichickian low-risk maneuver type situations. Well, no, here's what I think it is. Way. I think what, yeah. they, what they're doing is they... Instead of just bringing him for a workout, because he can go work out for other teams, Belichick knew there was a lot of injuries this week. He's like, this is, uh, maybe we really want this guy. Let's sign him to the practice mm-hmm. squad. Check him out for a day in practice. And if we really like him, after a couple hours, we'll actually sign him. There hasn't been an announcement yet that they've signed him, so I don't know if he's actually going to be signed to the real squad. But that's the thing, though, is like he, there's so many injuries nowadays. Yeah, I know what you're saying about Bolden too. Being you know, but to me, Bolden is just he's really a special teamer. That's that's what his his main role is. I, I, I worry about him having to be able to have the longevity, you know, of giving him. If you want to, you know, talk about, I don't, I don't think they're going to. 
give him more than 10 carries in the game. I think that they, if they do anything, they're going to split. They did probably, last game. I, 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 <laughs> I know, but I'm not saying I'm saying I'm, I'm saying I'm not seeing it in back-to-back games. This is not a guy. This is a guy who's been a career special teamer. You, you can't just all of a sudden, you know, unless all of a sudden he's the next incarnation at the running back position of Gary Barnage. I don't know. Well, their you know, whole thing is next guy up. It always has been. But Bolden has always See, been the guy that's been there they, and has always done that. well like in the spot situations and then always been, gets passed up by somebody else. They've always they've had injuries, but I don't know if they've ever been this hurt. True, but James White also was a guy that carried the rock as the main back at Wisconsin. You know, he did it before, so I don't know why he hasn't looked like it. And he's now all of a sudden he looks like he's filling into the Deion Lewis role as the the premier pass catching back out of the out of the backfield there. But I still think that he can run inside the tackle. So I just think that's going to be kind of yeah. more of a, a split. I just don't see Bolden getting like a ton of a ton of work. Where'd uh, where'd Monty Ball go? Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. So it's going to be Bolden all day long, guys. Bolden is a bigger running back. It's it's it. It's a size thing. I don't want <laughs> to say all, all day long. He's that, just going to pass the shit out of the ball as usual. And then that's good for James White. Like, James White is the passing down back. Bolton will be the big back, maybe. Or Monty Ball can, you know, just come in here and usurp him. Or they could sign a guy off the street and he's going to rush for 200 yards and four fucking touchdowns that you've never heard of. Exactly. Because they could do things like that because they're the Patriots. Exactly. Where's, what happens with the wide receivers? Danny Amendola, LaFell. We're not talking about Brandon LaFell anymore. He can't catch the ball in an NFL game. He doesn't deserve to be talked about. I kind of agree with that. I mean, he's... <laughs> Didn't he was, have a touchdown, though, in that game? He was, no. No. He didn't. That, that one got called back? Called back. That tiptoe one? He, Jeez. He's mediocre at best, and he puts up mediocre stats on a team that he could put up 100 yards a game on. That's basically who he is. Uh, when it comes to Amendola, he'll get his targets. If they turn into something, they turn into something. Gronk will get his... Uh, I don't know exactly what's going on with Chandler because he was injured going into the game. Uh, he d- was, you know, left off the score sheet, didn't catch a pass. It, I mean, Gronk is still moving his way up. They were trying to keep him back in the first half and then decided, screw it, let's just throw him out there, and he did fine. Uh, it's They're kind of a disarray, but I don't see it being that much of a problem to sit in this system. Whoever's out there is going to be okay. Gronk, if he's starting, which he will be again, it, you know, obviously he will be again. He'll be fine for you. Brady will be just fine for you. It's just a question on whether you're willing to take the chance on either Amendola, LaFell, White, or uh, or Bolden. Those are the guys that you could you, know, you have a choice of. And it's it's I don't know. I hate to say it. This is the one team where it's literally a crapshoot every week. I can't tell you what they're going to do. I love nobody people, can. People are listening to our podcast. Home's like your guess is as good as mine. Like that's <laughs> no, why I'm listening I, to I, you guys. <laughs> I, I normally would say I know, Val fucking Verde. Val Verde. Is there sugar and syrup? Yes. Then yes. Uh, one thing I will say: Did you guys see uh, Amendola try and uh, respond and pick a fight almost with JJ uh, Watt? Like JJ Watt, like. He had a block or kind of brushed him after uh, a play, and Amendola gets up and pushes him. It was pretty funny. And Amendola it's like a gnat, a gnat on a rhinoceros. Like, <laughs> and Amendola, Amendola pushes him and broke his collarbone. Yeah. <laughs> Amendola's got to be like half the size of JJ Watt. Which leg? All right, let's go to the Bills at the Redskins. Um, this seems like it's got a, some good times in the fantasy uh, spectrum. Um, we'll start with the Bills. Tyrod Taylor didn't 
go all the way nuts last week like we were kind of hoping, but he had a great game, and he's kind of holding consistent to where Staggs has been kind of putting him, and he's, he's, a, he's a consistent play. Uh, going into this week, you just got to ask yourself, uh, how, how high do you have him right now, dog? And I know they change a little bit. but what, I, what? I think he's right around 10. Tell me. Um, he's I, a top 10 to 12 running back. Or a top 10 to 12 back. quarterback. That's yeah, what he is. Yeah. He's probably a top 10 to 12 running back. <laughs> if, he, if he was a running back, he would be probably. Yeah, I got him at number 10 right now. That's uh, that's pretty much where he should be. And that's where I'll end up. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's, that's Tyrod Taylor to a T. I hate to say it that way. <laughs> to a T mobile? Yep, yep, yep. I mean, he threw his first pick in, like, what, five, six weeks, and that was awful um, yeah. sort of throw there that could have... Eventually... it's because they were bragging about it, too. Tyrod Taylor is now, now the current leader with the, yeah. uh, the longest streak, uh, current NFL streak, without throwing an interception. They always do that. I well, hate it. I hate the Nance, the Nance, uh, Bill, uh... Um, Still Sims combo. Whenever it kind of like, well, yeah, he's well, he's like, he always jinxes. He's like, oh, well, Phil, I think you're about to jinx him there. Hold <laughs> on, pull, let me pull my pants up. They're about to do. Uh, they're about to have us on camera. No way. And he rushed for 53 yards. Like, there's a third of his fantasy points. You're happy. Uh, but last week, I wanted to talk about how they were just taking more shots. Yeah. And they still did that early in the game. Mm-hmm. They still tried to get it down the field to Sammy Watkins. And it worked. And then they sort of stopped again and sort of tried to play that little dink and dunk uh, underneath stuff. But this offense has a lot of different variations. And it seems to work out. But the only three real startable players here are Tyrod Taylor, yep. Sammy Watkins, and LaShawn McCoy. Plain and simple. Uh, I mean, Mike Gillisley is getting close. I mean, yeah. <laughs> not really, but he's at the same level as Carlos Williams, that's right? Exactly. <laughs> what, that's exactly what he's been doing. That second running back has always been like the, the sneaky producer of points for the Bills. Yeah. yeah. The like as soon as they so. take out McCoy, it's like it, you, you can't you can't see anybody in the backfield. Oh, they must be playing with ten players. And all of a sudden, somebody's in the end zone. Oh, there's that eleventh guy. Right. Yeah, it's, 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 it's every single fucking week. So that's that's the Bills. Pretty much, uh, Carl, uh, Charles Clay is pretty much unplayable at this point. Yeah. Uh, plus, he's battling injuries anyway. But uh, yeah, he's. What about Robert Woods? Yeah, he, Woods. He got, he got going nice a little game. bit. That's that was matchup that, dependent, and that was also his best game of the year. That was that was going to be. Ever? He's not going to have another hundred yard game. <laughs> no. So uh, anticipate that you're going to get more in this in this type of a game against Washington. I mean, look at what. Uh, the Bears secondary receivers were doing in that game. Not much. No. So don't expect much out of him. Don't expect much out of Hogan. You're not going to get that type of play this week. Redskins. Right, let's go to the Redskins side of the ball. So Your Cousins is at home. So That's huh? good. You like that, don't you? Yeah, you like that. Oh. Uh, Alpha Morris uh, got on the score sheet, scored his first touchdown of the year. What? Uh, That's like one of those crazy-ass numbers. I, I wrote it today, and I'm like... Oh, that's bad. What was it? He scored his first, first touchdown, touchdown of the season. Yeah, I mean, it was, oh, yeah, that's like, bad. <laughs> I didn't like what I was seeing. Uh, well, we'll talk, let's talk about Matt Jones on the on the on the other end of it. Uh, I was all fired up for him to have a, a surprise showing and kind of close the season out on a high note because of how they had seemed like they'd kind of thrown uh, Morris the cat to the to the to the sidelines, but then all of a sudden, right out of the gates, he was getting he was getting the box. I almost I almost went upside and played a Matt Jones. Um, 
in one of our leagues. Just like it was just like I wanted to kind of roll the dice. And that first series, watch I'm like, thank God. Yeah, right. So I think more. I think Morris might have scored in the first or second series as well. I don't know, but he seemed to be getting. It. I'm like, thank God I didn't make that move. Well, Matt Jones actually scored more fantasy points than Alfred sure. Morris again. Uh, had a lot more touches. 18 carries for what 62 yards, and you know got more involved in the passing game, yeah. which he has been. He's averaging like a solid 13 yards a catch or something. It's mostly inflated but do that one like 71 yard catch but he's still been an adequate receiver. These guys are you know, they trust him a little bit. They trusted him late in the game to take to take the game over, you know, try to win that on the first down. Uh, and he actually got him a big big run on uh, third down to sort of ice the game. Oh so my god. This yeah, is I mean... the, this is a guy they trust now. Yeah, absolutely. As well, they should. I mean, Alfred Morris, talk about fall from grace. I mean, 20 touchdowns in his first 32 games. Uh, you know, that's 13 touchdowns in his first year, seven, then eight, and now one. 3.5 yards a carry, uh, 11 for 24 against the Bears. And, I mean, Matt Jones actually ended up with more fancy points in the game. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's just, I don't know, he's, he's kind of useless at this point, so... Move on from him. Matt Jones is the man. The question is, will Deshaun Jackson play or not? Um, I, I'm actually, at this point right now, I, it's, I, I, I do not have him in my rankings right now because I don't think he I don't think he should, but I think he actually end up will play because the Redskins are vying for a playoff. Spot. They're, they're currently in, the, in, the, in tied for the lead, right? With, yeah. uh, with, with the, the Giants. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I think that he's going to play as well. He'll be one of those things where he probably won't practice all week. Hold on. You guys realize Deshaun Jackson's like the biggest pussy in the NFL. I right? do. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get, he said like seven weeks through the season yeah. with the hamstring injury. He's yeah. a fucking pussy. There's no way he's playing. I think, I think he'll play. That's why I have him out. I think he'll play. I think he'll play. History as opposed to And reality. then he'll, he'll probably tweak something within the first quarter or so and then, and then you'll, you'll start him. He'll have one catch for 11 yards and then he'll get missed on a play where he pulls up lame and then you, and you don't have him for the rest of the day. Yeah, yeah, when he injured himself in that first game, it was on like a bomb that was too far. He like, Pulled it and starts hobbling. I think he hobbled right into the, the locker room. room. It's like, oh, all right, I'm done. Bounced in. It's like, that was quick. All right, there's my 12 mil. <laughs> Thank you, Washington. Yeah. Schneider, let's do this. Um, anything else to talk about? Oh, obviously, Jordan you're Reed. starting Jordan Reed. The guy's a fucking stud. He's ridiculous. Um, he shows some crazy ass determination in that game against the Bears. He's too. just good, dude. As long I think, as he's, healthy, I think he's he scored good. on that first one, too, by the way. Not on the score sheet, bitch. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there's a lot. That of was Alfred Morris's there. touchdown, by the yep. way. That, that one that was set up at the half, half yard inch line or yep. whatever it was. Yep. I don't uh, think Alfred actually got in. <laughs> no, I don't think he did. Either. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. That was the wrong call. He was he was down. That knee was down, and he was on I the half yard that. line again. The Bears didn't challenge it for some reason. I like, ah, uh, they're gonna score anyway. <laughs> they did. I the mean, Bears wanted they to come have, down to another Robbie Goldness field. The, the, the Bears are... They were overachieving. They've fallen off the map. We'll talk about that later. All right, let's go to the next game. Chiefs at Ravens. Let's burn through this burnt one um, pretty, pretty swiftly, if you don't mind. But first... I'm... I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. (laughs) 
and um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Is that like a Beatles reference again? I love you. I love you. I love you. Sorry. Uh, no, it was not. Okay. <laughs> well, well played. The, the Chiefs. Who owned the Chiefs? Owns. Owns. Let's Owns. See. The thing you're really hoping for is you're hoping for Spencer to wear out. Wear yes. to be out. Because then <laughs> you get to wear, wear out. out. I like that. Fun. Well done. Yep. So. Yep, I meant to. <laughs> so you're hoping that he is sitting the game out, and that means Sharkhandrick West suddenly go like evolves from like Charmander to Charizard. Yeah, I got a Pokemon reference in there. <laughs> I didn't know what you were yeah. talking about. Right? <laughs> so, I'm you, glad that you clarified what the hell you were talking about. Because I was like, oh, my what kind God. of rumors is he talking right now? I'm getting you Magic the Gathering cards for Christmas. Hey, we were all kid once, all right? I'm sure you guys got some <laughs> super dark yeah, loser Star Wars <laughs> figures. <laughs> hey, hey. God the Force Awakens in only a couple days. Next podcast, and we do, fellas, next week. I will have seen it. I will be at IMAX next Monday night, firing it up, fired up. So now I won't say anything about it, but I'm really pumped. Six days, and I'm seeing that bitch. Here's my thing, though. If, if Spencer Ware does play, both those running backs are worthless. Charkandrick, I think it will have a chance if wears out because, uh, but at the same time, it's tough. You're on the road at Baltimore. I know that Baltimore is not playing for anything, but this is a team that still has pride and they can still stop the run at home. So I think it'll be tougher in that regard. They just have nothing on offense right now that they can speak of, that they can hang their hat on. Um, It's ugly uh, on on that side of the ball. So, but I think that the, the Chiefs, this is one of those ones where, look, Albert Wilson, you want to talk about a sneaky, weird type of, if you're in like a deep league and you're looking for that, and you get like the bonus from the long touchdowns, and I know the 87 yards and the 44-yard touchdown that he had was about the best thing that he's done in his, uh, in his whole season, but this is a defense where he can take that opportunity and have that chance again. So, you know, look, Travis Kelsey has, has pretty much disappeared in, in the Chiefs' offense, and now all of a sudden we're starting to see wide receivers get the ball. Well, Kelsey, that's a frustrating guy. Um, I don't really have. Is is where banged up right now? He's hurt. So yeah, there's he's, a possibility he's, he's, that he's, West there's a. I don't personally. I don't have where in the rankings right now. I don't think he's going to play. I think it's going to be West all day long. And when he was all day long a few weeks ago. Uh, before uh, Ware broke on the scene. He was a stud. He just got every carry, every pass, and he can do both. So, I mean, I think that he's a really good play this week, to be quite honest. All right. Uh, Macklin, does he, uh, does he keep the, Love him keep the dream alive? You're a big yeah. fan? This is the week for Jeremy Macklin to get back in the uh, sort of offense. They didn't really need him last week, but let's just remember the Ravens can be had by anybody out there. I think they were had how many times last week? Um, five? Does that sound right? It, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was it's it was pretty depressing. Uh, so that's yeah. just going to continue to happen. I mean, Macklin's been more involved in the offense as of late. Uh, getting real close to that 1,000-yard season at this point. And he's just, the screen games have been working. You know, everything's sort of been working for Macklin as of late. And Alex Smith is going to is gonna do, uh, gonna, gonna run for a bunch of yards in this one as well. 
I mean, that's, it's kind of what he does. So expect him to probably get you 30 to 40 rushing yards as well on top of it. That's what Alex Smith does. Yeah. So, so there you go. It's like it's uh, Fitzmagic West West style, <laughs> except like 180 it. yards. <laughs> right. Uh, instead of 250, you're at 180 to 220. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get from the Kansas City Chiefs and get to the Ravens, uh, who picked up Ryan Mallett. Says he's um, his mistakes and issues are behind him. Uh, I've I've learned, Lord. I've repented. I love. Was that yours or uh, or OC that said? I hope uh, I hope Mallet sets his alarm clock for East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he bought a fucking alarm clock. That, that two point five mil they guaranteed for him next season. Oh my god. Ugh. That's what works. That so many guys, Brady's made so many guys rich that are just going to be able to go around. Oh, you're, and I guess it's not just Brady. It's it's a lot of those coaches and Belichick as well. But guys like him, I like Hoyer. But there's guys that just circle around the league forever. Uh, Let's talk about the Ravens. Is there any way that uh, is Clawson the guy, or is Malik going to get thrown thrown right into the fire? It's probably going to be Clawson again if Matt Schaub can't get back. But he doesn't sound like he's. Very close. That's why they signed Mallet. <laughs> yeah. I think Schaub just wants to never throw a pass again. He's like, I think that's just... what everybody wants from Matt Schaub. <laughs> yeah, right. Would you please just no. hang it up already? Are you kidding me? Every, every defensive player, every defensive wants player. that guy in the game. <laughs> okay, every Next quarterback, sense. every lineman. I got a chance to get a touchdown today. We're going up against Shawnee. <laughs> but you still got probably as close to that same chance with Jimmy Clausen in the lineup. Well, you got for the pick, maybe not the pick six. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it. Here, here's the thing with the Ravens. You maybe got two usable players. Maybe. Then Sam, and let's move on. You got Buck Allen. Maybe I don't like him against KC, and then you've got Kamar Aiken. That's it. Who you like a little bit more, but I have no level of trust in Kamar Aiken. You could say he could go out here and score you 15 points next week, and I would say yes. You could come out here and say he would score me zero points next week, and I would say yes. So ninety and a touchdown, could he do it? Yes. That's all I'm saying is he. That's his ends of the spectrum, and there is no variability. Like it's it's it could be one point, it could be fourteen. Like there is nothing in there that gives me any certainty. Variability. Do we just make up our fourth word? Variability? Yeah. No, that, that's, that's, a, that's a word. That, that one does look okay. good. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about Aiken is you're talking about 90 and a touchdown. That's the very high end of him. So it's like when you're talking about a guy that you're plugging in there and you're hoping for, you know, a potential 100-yard game, you know, maybe and, and, and some breakout scores, and if it's Jimmy Clausen, that quarterback, you're going to – what he got last week was amazing that he got what he got last week. A quick thing I want to say, uh, amazing, amazing book that takes place in Baltimore. You guys should check this thing out. It's by Tom Clancy. It's called Without Remorse. Um, Clancy's books can be very, very detailed and a little bit too long and all that stuff. Without Remorse is so badass uh, that you got to check it out. So if you like reading books, check that one out. It takes place in Baltimore. One of my favorite books that I've ever read. Um, all right, let's go to the next game. Let's uh, go to the... Wow, this is nice. We actually don't have all so many 1 o'clock games for good reason. Yeah, uh, before we go there, let's do a quick pyro promo. Uh, nice, the way the first promo we do is a, an hour and six minutes into the show. We're very good at promoting our products. <laughs> it's a job only an elf can do. Our, our nimble fingers, natural cheer, and active minds are perfect for toy building. They, they tried using gnomes and trolls, but... The gnomes drank too much. 
And the trolls weren't toilet trained. <laughs> love Bob. I love Bob Newhart. That guy was the best. New, the, he's so yeah. good. The <laughs> new Bob funny. Newhart show, oh, the original, so the original, dry. and the second one was great too. Well, who's who's the other guy? Tim, uh, the guy who did Dorf on Golf. There was Tim Conway. Tim Conway. Tim Conway yeah. and Bob Newhart, the classics. And I'll just tell you, Stag Party grew up on this stuff. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he never get himself enough new heart. <laughs> this is my friend Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. This is my other brother Daryl. Sorry, I got lost in being a gnome. That was, I, was, that was, I was more on the first show where it was the high bob. Every time they said high bob, you had a drink during the original New Heart show, which was usually about 25 to 35 times an episode. Mm-hmm. Love it. All right. Uh, give us, here's the pyro promo. Give us an iTunes review. Five star review or a five star rating, write up a review, tell us why you listen to the show. Helps our stature. We're trying to grow and get in the notes and newsworthy, and we're making some good changes this off season uh, that are going to be crucial, uh, and some changes that are going to uh, the show is going to be a little bit different moving forward. Again, we're not going to talk too much about it until the season's over, but uh, still going to have our long mini series, long shows, and do all the stuff that you guys have come to know and love or be disgusted by. Um, but uh, you do us a favor, go to iTunes, subscribe to our show, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. Stag Party, why don't we read a review, a recent review that we got on iTunes. A Real Fantasy Pod by DJ DJ Madman. On the ones and twos. <laughs> EDM right there before you said it. Hey, hey, so, <laughs> I know what it means now. This is the best fantasy pod out there. They provide great perspectives on players and teams, helping you optimize your own team while also providing an entertaining and unique listening experience. I signed up for their pro membership only because I enjoy listening to these guys rap. Uh, They utilize creative drops, have great team chemistry, and use fantastic music too. Uh, The bonus was the pro membership gave me access to their free... Frequently updated player rankings and second opinions for him. I have literally asked them dozens of questions regarding trades, waivers, and setting lineups since signing up last week. And they respond very quickly. Uh, parentheses in a couple hours. Which is quick for me. <laughs> if, if, if you're looking for a podcast that's different and actually has character, not made by a bunch of squares, check this one out. Nice. DJ. Come on, man. Send us your mixtape, bro. We'll, we'll have a lead in. There are like 30 raised pizzas. They all claim to be the original, but the real one's on 11th. We're legit. We're legit. We're not Harold's Chicken Shack number 732. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're starting. Let's go. I'm Texas. still never ate at a Harold's. I mean, uh, never gonna eat there. <laughs> Whenever I walk by, I'm like, is that a rat on the... Oh, no, it's a, it's, it's a chicken. It's and a I've chicken heard because the and I, it's like the franchise or whatever, so it's like... You have to know that there's like it's an institution. There's like a couple of them that are an institution. Yeah, yeah. And I've like drive, driven by other ones, and I even walked into one, and then I just turned around and walked out. <laughs> I went to the Jimmy John's right next door. Smart move. You ever heard of the word that we're not making up? Institutionalized. Yes. Yes. Institutions <laughs> institutionalized. That's uh, congruent words there. I'm staying away from Harold's Chicken Shack. What's gonna happen uh, with Texans? Is Hoyer uh, gonna? Recover. He sounds like he's out at yeah. least for this week. Maybe for the fucking rest of the season. Yeah, I think, I think it's be best done. for him to be done for the rest of the season. I think he's done for his career. Um, he's one of those type of guys that I, I don't think he's willing to take that chance. He's a very well spoken guy. He seems very. Uh, Is that just because he was in state? <laughs> no, if you, I mean if you've listened, if you've listened to his interviews and seen he's him on the tube, man, he's a very well spoken guy, very composed and everything. He's, I just don't think he's willing to risk it. He's had a couple concussions in the last couple months, 
And that's that's about it, man. I mean, I think he's concerned for his future. He's well, getting, he, I don't want to say he's old, but he's getting up there. So and he saw the concussion movie and he did not remember it. <laughs> ah, that's a, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just tell the truth. Um, the one thing I will, the one thing I will say is that, that awful. Uh, he, no, I, I was that, that was my the best African accents ever. My mouth might have been a little wet, but that's because I haven't been drinking Valverde's. Um, but the truth is, I kind of agree with you, dog. That would be sad if it happens, but um, I mean, he's made a nice career out of it. Um, I don't know, but I will say this: he looked like he had a concussion four plays before the one they said he got a concussion on. He was hurting out there. It's there was quite a couple, possible. They, they were showing his face. He was like, oh, I'm concussed already. So, I don't know. I think finally when he did get concussed, I think that was the second one of the game. That's, who knows? I mean, that's entirely possible. But I, I think it's going to be, well, I know it's pretty much going to be TJ Yates this week. Possibly for the rest of the season. And to be quite honest, it's not a terrible replacement. Um, I don't want to say he's quite the Hoyer capabilities there, but... Uh, he knows where to, th- you know, uh, He knows how bread. to throw the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, he knows where and to butter And that's all bread. that fucking matters for fantasy owners. He hasn't been getting team. those targets. They Let's haven't remember. been just throwing, throwing them uh, like crazy. When the games I'm watching, I'm like, where's these, where are these nuke every time he drop back action happening? Like T.J. Yates knows how to throw to nuke. Good. This is, this is the point, because remember, when T.J. Yates stepped in, when Schaub went down, right? This is back two years ago. Yeah. Uh, he was who was the guy that the got ridiculous amount of targets? It was Andre, Andre Johnson. Johnson. And it was like it was like Nuke was getting like two targets a game, three targets because he's going for whoever the top dog is, and so he is going to if, if when he's in there, expect Hopkins to get peppered. Well, I'm watching the game just to talk about Nuke, uh, and, and and this is bound to happen when you're going against uh, New England. But he was bitching the whole game. After every play, and that's not his style. His style is you just get up, go to it. But he was bitching to the rest. He's like, these guys are manhandling me. So, I don't know. The, the, the Patriots just know how to get under uh, people's skin, and we knew to take away their best weapon. We talked about that in last week's show. It's a every week occurrence. So, I'm expecting a bounce back from him. It's good to hear that Yates can target, lock in on him, because he needs that right now for fantasy owners, because... We need a Hopkins to close out these last two weeks the way he started it out. And right now, I think what is he a third wide receiver in in, in fantasy scoring right now? But there was a lot. There was a little bit there where it was feeling like he was gonna he was gonna be the one. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, he's listen. He deserves to be the one. He's pretty much. I don't know, ODB's maybe better and Julio's better, Julio but he's and, right and up Antonio there. Brown. But Julio's Antonio been not, not much of anything. Nothing like a Valverde. That's crazy. You see gum on the street, leave it there. It's not free candy. <laughs> That's crazy. ODB with last night's game uh, is is the number one. Wow. It's not wow. really even close. Brandon Marshall's number two now. Jesus. How about that? What, Odell Beckham, over 200, over 200 points. Basically, ODB last night replicated his entire 12-game sample size. Uh, in 13 games this season. He has pretty much the exact same stat line from last year through 13. Because he has the big explosion games, and that's, you know, that's what makes you a fantasy dominator when you can put up the games like he does, and especially if you're in long touchdown leagues, what he does is just insane. Uh, the, the way he catches the ball that, is, is like one day... That one touchdown catch, I mean, again, every, every time you're like, oh, that's the one of the most amazing catches where the ground supposedly helped yeah. him make the catch, but it's like... Most guys, when the ball hits the ground and your arms are, or your hands are on it, the ball moves. 
He had a vice grip on that damn ball. It was just sliding. I will on the tell you, I, I don't think that's a catch. Then the ball was sliding on the ground. I mean, yeah, but, right. it's literally on the ground. So I granted, he it was, but the way that they describe it, that's not a catch. I hate to say it, that's not a catch, unless you count it the catch when his tiptoes hit and that's it. But he went to the ground and the ball's sliding across the ground. I know his hands are on it. But that's but, but, just a ground help. But they didn't move. move. But they didn't move. Like there was no wobble yeah. to the ball. You or see anything. it right at the end there. They tried cut it right before it, but there was one clip where at the end he twirls it in his hand right at the end. Let's stay you on the game. It. Let's stay on the game we're on, but one thing. Don't you want that to be a catch? For sure. Okay. Oh, yeah. So like, we're happy that that's a catch because the, 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 in the offseason, one of the things they're going to have to do is really define what a catch is. And right now, players like the four of us here and other fantasy ballers and people who love the NFL, you can see when it's a catch and when it's not. That needs to start being what it is. But, but, uh, let's, let's human be being knows what a catch is. When you see a catch, it's a catch. Let it be a catch. If it's reviewed, let it be. I mean, it's, let's, right let's now, be honest. Does. You're telling that they need to define what a catch is. They needed to have defined what a catch was ever since the Calvin Johnson at Chicago opener, however many years ago that was. Which made me, I remember a while ago, four years ago, I won the week because that was a drop, and I was even saying. Who did you stop talking about your fantasy? I know. Race? I was saying bogus. That was a catch. I'm willing to give you those friggin' points. I didn't say that part. I'll take the win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Nuke is never scored a touchdown against Indianapolis, but earlier this year he had 11 catches for 169. Granted, it's a whole different he story. Not, that was a Thursday night game, prime yeah. time game. He sort of just dominated the st- spotlight in that one. I, I just gotta think that he's gonna be fine. I, it's not like you could not start him. What kind of world are we in when Doug Baldwin is a top eight fantasy receiver <laughs> in the fucking league? I don't want to talk and about a, that. Yeah, word. I hate that too because he was picked up in most leagues about two weeks ago. Um, anyway, let's let's go on to running back and more Rimes. touchdowns than DeAndre Hopkins. Crazy. No, we don't need to talk about the Houston running backs. If you're in the playoffs at this point in time, you obviously have better options than Alfred Blue or Chris Polk that you're playing this. Well, Grimes looked the best the other night. And Grimes, right? Grimes yeah. looks uh, looks. Grimes is very good at his role. Do they just want to always make like a defensive back be a running back? Ever since I saw Hard Knocks, they kept trying to turn all their defensive yeah, backs into running backs. Of, yeah, uh, Grimes looks like a. He looks look like a at Taiwan Jones is another one. I, I, and he is. He's, he is, absolutely. But I think Polk is better suited as the one-two back, the first and second down back, than Blue is. I, I think that Polk has more dynamicism to him. He can catch the ball in the backfield. He, he's actually got some juke moves, whereas Blue just runs into people. Uh, I think they got it right last game. Well, I'll tell you what. Grimes should stick to running for Houston and not being a cornerback for Miami because he gets burned when he's a cornerback for Miami. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, oh, different Grimes. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Quick question: Real Grimes. Uh, Ryan Griffin. He seemed to have a lot of opportunities in that game. He botched a number of them, but uh, he could have had a huge game if he had only made a couple plays there. One of them one was that one catch was going to be an awesome grab, but then he dropped it. Um, can he? Is he a guy that's on? Are you liking him as a top ten tight end? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's uh, to to put him as a top ten tight end. I don't know, but Indianapolis does give it up. The tight ends. It's just he's a touchdown dependent tight end, exactly. like the goddamn it's... rest of the goddamn tight ends. There are going <laughs> Let's to be. Let's go on to the next yeah, game. Okay. Screw uh, it. Next game. Well, no. Or next, Indy. Colts. Next team. Let's go to the Colts. I mean, next, yeah, next team. Sorry. I meant, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Colt. So this morning they say that uh, Luck might never not play again this this not, year. Not ever. Then by lunch he was 
practice, going to practice this week, and then by early dinner, Pagano, after saying, they're not going to eat me, uh, said, I don't know, Luck seems to think he's going to play, the trainer, nobody knows what's going on there. Is Luck playing again this year, or can I drop him? Actually, I can't drop him. He's a keeper. I, yeah, you can't. No, you. Yeah, you can't drop. It's that, a stash. But, you stash. Um, as long that. as they're still in contention for the for the division, I, I think he's going to play. Um, I don't know if it's going to be this week or not. I think they're going to. He's working as hard as he can to do it. Believe me, he's not saying uh, we're not in it or I'm, I'm feeling hurt. Believe me, Luck is trying to get back as hard as he can. If there's any QB out there, I know that's really trying to get back. It's Luck. Um, it's going to be iffy. This week, I don't think he plays, but I think he does play again this year. I wouldn't just drop him. Okay. Now, if he does miraculously come back against this week against the Texans, would he do good? Um, well, I mean, look at look at history, right? I mean, this was the matchup where T.Y. Hilton was always going off for, what, 150-some-odd yards and a score in, 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 like, three straight games that he had done uh, prior to, to the, the, the first game, the first matchup this year. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, things could line up that way. It's just a matter of the biggest problem that they continue to have, and the best, the best thing that they would have is that J.J. Watt is not at 100% because their offensive line is atrocious. Yeah, and that's going to be a big problem. That's why he won't come back this game. I think he should wait until next year just... Save yeah. yourself, let, buddy. Let your, let your kidney heal. Instead of getting crushed by Clowney and Watt. And as you've seen, Clowney's having a, starting to pull it all together. Um, okay, let's go to the running backs. We Dogmatic almost had his head implode trying to wrap his mind around whether what Frank Gore was going to do this week. Um, did you come to a conclusion, or should we move on? He'll, he'll get enough touches to be a, a, a top 20 RB this week, he'll be an RB2, and that's that's really all you can depend on. I mean, I, I don't know if it, it's not going to be efficient, it's not going to be pretty, but it'll be like 20 touches for 70 yards. Right, he's not going to give you the big breakout type of a game, but you're, you're banking on, you're hoping on that he can score a touchdown. I mean, that's really what you're hoping for. Let's quickly try and close out the Colts, because we got to catch up a little bit here. We've, uh, we've gone slow. Um, wide receivers, Moncrief, T.Y., anything to speak of, who's... Who's even the quarterback? If is it? Oh, it's Mr. Hare, huh? Is he handsome Hare? No, I think that Hasselbeck actually is going to play. I know that uh, there's been a lot of talk about him maybe not playing, but um, actually, from from what he has said and what coach and what the coach has said, it seems like he actually might play. So I, I'm actually I actually have Hasselbeck in there right now, thinking that he will. Of course, Whitehurst could be uh, could play, which would just uh, demolish everything, but. I think Hasselbeck does play, and it's, does that actually make all that much of a difference? No. I don't, I don't think that uh, the Colts have that great of a game. The Texans, are, st- even though they, they had a little setback there against the Patriots, every team that isn't ready for uh, real football uh, falls hardcore. The Texans were playing a little faux ball for a while there. They're Depending on their defense, a, team, uh, you know, a guy like Brady will pick that apart. Against the Colts, I think they come back to normal. They're an ass-kicking defense. They'll kick the shit out of the Colts on offense. I don't see the receivers having all that great of a game either. I I, I agree. I mean, it's just unfortunate. I mean, yeah. Just T.Y. Hilton's the only one you can even maybe take a shot at. It's like a wide receiver three with a lot of upside. It's it's a shot in the dark. Yeah. 
power and numbers gone bad with the luck. And I remember on, during the offseason on these shows, I know my big blabbering mouth said, oh, and if there's one quarterback that I can see play all 16 games, shut up. You know what I, what I heard, though? I heard that uh, Andrew Luck is going to shave his beard, and before the game, when he comes out, when he does play, he's going to do like Le- LeBron James and take this beard and spread some luck all over the place. Oh. I like it. I like it. That would be disgusting. That would be disgusting. Um, let's move on. Let's His play on. this year was disgusting. You ever seen him clean shaven? You ever seen me clean back shaven? When was in, a, a, back when he was in... Yeah, not back, clean shaven. Back when he was I in college? I this morning. I don't even think he was yeah, 100%. That's, that's right. But uh, he's got the, one of the ugliest beards known to man. Uh, Who? Luck. Luck. Yeah. Like him and Tate should get together and just have a bad beard club. You might... You might there might be room for you in, the, in there. Oh! Who are you? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mine's too salt and pepper. You can't even comment on this shit. Well done, though. Um, all right. We got to go to the Falcons at the Jaguars. This game, let's breeze through. Easy. Matt Ryan, no longer, a, no longer a franchise quarterback. I bet you they, they trade him for a no longer a franchise quarterback in this offseason. Garbage for garbage. I, th- I think that they're going to find real quick that uh, getting rid of Smith last year was a huge, huge I mean, that... Uh, it's amazing. They got rid of the offensive quarter, the defensive quarter. They got rid of the whole staff, I think, if I'm correct. The, I think that they've just gone about things completely wrong. It's not so much that Mike Smith was going to be, uh, you know, the end-all, be-all and bring him to the Super Bowl. But I think that the, the type of defense, listen, they brought a great defense to it, but they forgot about the offense. Just, you know, queuing in simply on uh, Julio Jones all day long ain't going to cut it. And depending on a uh, you know a 140 pound Devonta Devonta Freeman carrying you to a playoff uh, to the playoffs is not going to work either. They just came in with the wrong mindset. But at the same time, I'm seeing a regression as far as the the skills of Matt Ryan, the decision making when he's looking and scanning the field. He's not. You don't see him making the crisp, smart decisions that he was making three years ago. You know, two years ago when they were a perennial contender, potential Super Bowl team, you see what he's doing now in that offense. It's just, it's, it's just, it's I, I, okay, it's true. But I will say this: it's very different when you're looking out there. You're like, okay, so Julio is double covered. All right, Roddy will obviously be open. That's right, what right, it was I, in I years past. Right, nobody can get open. I get it. Yeah, Roddy can't get open. And, and Leonard Hankerson, I want to say something about this. I assume you guys heard they cut him. Uh, he was on IR, and they gave him his release from IR. And you can't get released from IR unless you are deemed healthy. So he really only had a two-week injury. They were just planning on getting rid of him anyway. For a team that has only scored, for, what was it, 20-something points in the last three weeks combined to get rid of literally the only other, uh, without Roddy White there, I mean, Roddy White up to the way he used to play, why would you get rid of your only other playmaker? Especially, they're basically tanking. I, I think it, it was that, and it also probably had to be something that's behind the scenes that you don't know. Because remember how much that, yes. that uh, 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 Dan uh, Quinn goes. was guffawing over Leonard Hankerson yes. and just had this 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 uh, love affair going on. So obviously something. Something else that must have There's going to be some he major changes. Dwight, he, like Dwight Howard, did not want to play second yeah. fiddle to Julio Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I like, there's your, there's your basketball reference. 
Get me out of Houston! <laughs> so it's the first time uh, Stags has been the first one to drop an NBA reference. Love Absolutely. it, love it. All right, let's let's move on to the Jaguars quickly. Tammy's a good play. Oh yeah, uh, the right. Jaguars are not very good against uh, tight ends. I think. I think uh, Bortles is getting all the press. And who right else is there to throw the ball to? So there you're you go. still starting Julio and you're still starting Freeman if you're in the playoffs. I thought right? I made it clear. We're sure. moving on. Really yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we just got to make that clear. We we sort Agreed. of brushed yeah. over the studs. They're still studs. You got to start them. They carried you. Tammy's a decent streamer if need be because so many injuries. You got to throw that out there too. All right, Jaguars. Bortles getting a lot of love in the, over the last couple weeks, but this week it's going to a new level. Like. Well deserved. You you loving him in this matchup? Is he the kind of guy that's gonna bring it to you in the big time? Listen, Week he's um, he's done it against teams that you wouldn't think that he would do it against this year. Uh, normally, I think the Falcons are a pretty darn good uh, def- yeah defensive squad against QBs, against wide receivers, just in general that way. Um, it, it would normally look like a game where I would say Bortles would flop and shit the bed, but. He's been doing it against some top teams, against some top defenses this year. Uh, he gets the volume. He get he uh, he's good at dispersing the ball. He gets it all the way around without uh, Yeldon uh, in the game. I think he's going to have to use Denard Robinson a little bit more, and that'll probably translate to being a little more passing, not just you know because Denard can catch the ball, but because he's not you know a, a, a workload type running back. They did sign Jonas Gray, so that can carry a bit of the first and second down load a little bit. I don't see Denard Robinson getting as many touches as people think. I think he'll do more with them. The Falcons aren't very good against the run. But, uh, yeah, I think Bortles is going to have himself a nice game. Yeah, also look for Allen Robinson. I think is going uh, is to get back off into a better game instead of the one catch. Thank God it was a touchdown. Um, but when you look at Atlanta... I could have told you that was happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. But when you look at Atlanta, here's the thing where, I, where I'm, where I'm going to really kind of give the, the Bortles prop prop them up here on this is that I think the Falcons are done. I mean completely done where they've they started off five and zero oh, and what have they won? One game since then. They are on a complete Dogs calling tanks. Right. Well and look at this look at this too. They just got crushed and shut out by the Panthers. They get to have this game here against Jacksonville. They get the Panthers again next week the week after that. So you tell me what the psyche of these players is. These players are like how many more games do we gotta get the hell out of here and get my paycheck and get to the offseason? Because they're checked out. I think that uh, Jacksonville is still a team that is still trying to prove what they can do. They're still trying, they're still moving forward, whereas the Falcons are moving backward. So this is one where I think that sets up where you're gonna get that perfect breaking point of a team has just been beaten down to the point on the season where they give up. And I think it's gonna give Jacksonville a lot of opportunity for fancy points. I- I think you guys hate the Falcons a little too much. They've still got, they still got a playoff chance. They do, <laughs> they do. Yeah, that division is still somewhat wide open. Remember so that wild card spot with anyway, the Vikings? The division's not wide open. The, with the Vikings? No, not the division. Yeah, so no, the wild card. They don't have, have a, they don't division. have a sniffer's chance in the wild card because of their their conference record. They might be theoretically in it. The way they're playing football right now, it's all predicated on all their wins that they got in the first five weeks of the season. And if they can find a way to just go back to running the ball efficiently... How many wins do they need? They need need three... They need to win out. Are they going to beat Carolina in two weeks? We're talking about this week. Yeah. Well, I'm telling you that they're... they're, Could they put... 
could one week at a time. One week at a time. Could they, they put could together the a game I'm, plan. I'm done. I'm out. I'm out. We're, we're talking about the Jaguars. Julius Thomas, playable or no? Yeah, probably. He's scoring touchdowns for the last four weeks. He has. Uh, over the last five weeks, he's been a top five tight end. And it suddenly now looks more... Suddenly looks a lot better that you went from Blake Bortles, or went from Peyton Manning to Blake Bortles in the offseason. Who was more likely to throw 30 touchdowns yeah, right, yeah. this who, offseason? Who would have thought? It's crazy that Bortles has 30 touchdowns already. Like... Bortles is like the most inefficient quarterback in the goddamn NFL. <laughs> but you know it what? Is though? But this is also the thing 45 too. Forty-five to fifty. Quick sidebar here about all the young quarterbacks because you know where the future of this league is going to be, and the problem is that we've, we they churn through so many quarterbacks. Colin Kaepernick. Right, they churn through them. Right, you churn through all these young quarterbacks. But <laughs> you got you got, Blake, you got Blake Bortles, you got Derek Carr, you got Jameis Winston, you got Marcus Mariota. As far as the last two years, where you're talking about four solid quarterbacks. That seemed like they were, you know, going to be able to go somewhere, and then you still have your Andrew Lux and some other people there. So I'm just saying, I'm not saying, I'm just saying. I'm saying Val. Chink. Was that your open? Yes. Okay. You got one for us. <laughs> another another interesting uh, elfism. Uh, there are only three jobs available to an elf. The first is making shoes at night while, you know, while the old, the old cobbler sleeps. Lazy bum. Couldn't even make a clock. You can bake cookies in a tree. As you can imagine, it's uh, dangerous having an oven in an oak tree during the dry season. I want to make shoes! But the third job, some call it the, the, the show or, or the, the big dance. It's the profession that every elf aspires to. And that is to build toys in Santa's workshop. Yeah. Or to be on the Pyro Podcast. I had a question for you, Houdini. Yeah. If you were raised Catholic. Yes. At 41, right? Correct. Would you still believe in Santa Claus? Uh, Sure. I brought I brought my nephew to the Bears game two weeks ago. And we're talking about Christmas, and he's in high, he's a senior in high school. Still believes in Santa Claus? No, but I, I didn't even. Ask him. I was gonna ask him like, I was so about to kick your ass for him. <laughs> I wanted to be like, so what's Santa it's just gonna my bring this year? I mean, that was like learning. I was about like six years, five, six years old. You learned to do those I I won't talk about it too long. I'm glad my mom, unlike Dogmaticus, doesn't listen to this. Uh, but I found all. I found one year. I found all the shit in the crawl space. I was like, "Wait, why are they all here? Why is all the stuff here? Better yet, why am I looking and trying to find it? Let <laughs> <laughs> close that up. Bad story. Same crawl space. About fifteen years later, open that crawl space. What was her name? No, I was probably looking for... I think I was looking for Playboy magazines when I did open it, to be honest. I was looking for Playboys or some shit. Walked in there, and the dog, Brewster, God bless his soul, Bichon Frise, was in in there. He had passed away about six years earlier. I buried Brewster. I'm just going to put you into the mindset of how crazy the Noonan family is. My mom. Um, Me and my dad buried Brewster... He passed away when my mom was out of town. I guess without telling me, she unburied him and got him stuffed. 
What? No! I swear to God. Taxidermy, my first dog. I was open up the door. I'm looking for jerk-offs and playboys or something. And there's the dog staring at you? Brewster is literally staring at me. I went back. I was like... I definitely was big, probably high. But I went back and I was like, what the hell? What, what's going on? What's going on? Dude, no joke. It's downstairs in the garage still. Uh, uh, Brewster uh, stuff after I buried him. The downstairs here in the garage? Yeah, it's still around. We gotta go you see know, Brewster with this. Storage, I have no dude. words, but I'll go see Brewster for that. How fucked up is oh. that, dude? I called my mom. Without a cell phone, this the cell phone. I, I would still be running it. around the house screaming. Crazy, dude. Anyway, Top enough about that crawl space. Lungs. Those are my clowns in the crawl space. <laughs> clowns in the crawl space. <laughs> Brewster Stuffed is my cl- uh, clown. That's worth millions, Brewster. Oh, my God. Bears, Vikings. All right, you guys go. Have fun. I'm going to shut up for you a bit. my Brewster's millions. I have nothing I to just, say. I'm, I'm embarrassed that I mentioned it. Oh, you guys are back on the trade of the Bears aren't a very good football team? No. Oh, thanks for coming back. Team. Thanks for coming back on the bandwagon. <laughs> there's, there's, yeah, no, okay. <laughs> They've got some usable fantasy assets. They might have two running backs that are going to eat into each other's value. Uh, Matt Forte will be the leader in carries. Uh, it was sort of just a random aberration that... You know, um, Langford got more work, but it's still Forte's team to lose to the end of the season. Then Jeffries, a a number one wide receiver, depending on who plays for the Vikings. Depends on how much you like them, um, because they've got guys up and down their lineup that are question marks. That's going to, you know, matter how you sort of treat this game. Vikings defense. The Vikings defense. Uh, Harrison Harrison Smith, Smith, Linval Joseph. And uh, Anthony Barr. Barr the, of course. The three stud players who are going to make a big, big difference if they play or if they don't play. Uh, have been and, a big and, part of the reason why they've had their struggles as of late right now. And then, finally, Zach Miller, who stepped into a pretty prominent receiving role uh, with no secondary receiver to speak of, with lots of passes going to the running backs, lots of passes going to Jeffrey. I like Zach Miller as like a top 10 to 12 range sort of tight end. I had three tight ends on my roster last week, and neither of them seemed as good as Zach Miller, so I picked him up and played Zach Miller last week, and I was very happy. <laughs> very happy. But you know what? And, and tight end is the one position that you can easily do that every week. Kind of look at your guy. Is it a bad matchup? There's going to be somebody on the waiver wire that has a great matchup. Out Absolutely. There. Absolutely. It's plain and simple. But sometimes I, if you do that, you can stick yourself with ASJ. It's true. If you're looking for some good that plays against a, the Vikings here, a knife in our in our in our thigh all season. Zach Miller is a good play. The Vikings do have a weak spot against tight ends um, this year. That's that was our only uh, injuries barring. Uh, it, not to, 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 that was another barring. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh wow! <laughs> we are playing many words. On. Terrible, but um, I, for sure Miller's a good play. Jeffrey will get enough targets to be a good play one way or another. Um, and, I, I mean, either Forte or Langford, I guess, are decent RB2 plays. You, you don't know exactly which one. I think that Forte is obviously the better and should probably get more carries, and he does well against uh, the Vikings. One's particular. a two and one's a flex. That's sort of how you have to look at these exactly. running backs. Uh, you don't know which one's going to be the one to score. Uh, that's sort of been the difference between them for the last couple weeks here. It's been Forte the last two, so... Uh, you could probably ride him, and you know he's a top, you know, twelve 
guy on the season, so you probably don't have very many better options. Moving on, Peterson, top play of the week. He will dominate this Bears defense at this point. This Bears defense, um, everybody is rushing to play and pick up Sean Drawn after what he did to the Bears defense. Do you not think that Adrian Peterson isn't going to do at least twice, if not three to four times as much as Sean Drawn did? Uh, You're pretty much assured of that. Not like you weren't going to play him anyway. Uh, Finally, I think Stephon Diggs might be a play. Simply because, yes, the Bears' secondary is still holding down guys somewhat, but he has some root-running ability, at least. He is not just a uh, Deshaun Jackson-esque type of, I'm, I'm halfway injured and I really only run a couple of different routes anyway type of guy. He can run and get the Garcon catches that Garcon made. You know, in that last game, or what Crowder made, or whatever. He can run those type of routes and make some catches. Granted, the Bears' secondary is still okay. They have actually still done pretty decent uh, instead of all the injuries, but I think the Diggs could actually come up finally with a decent game. Rudolph, probably not. It's uh, I know that Jordan Reed had a good game against them, but that's because he's extremely athletic. Uh, it's not to say that Rudolph isn't athletic, but it's not the type of offense. It's going to be. It's basically going to be the AP show. I still, I still think that Rudolph has a good chance in this game. Look at what what uh, Jordan Reed did. That's what Jordan Reed did. I understand. I understand. And look, and I understand that that Kyle Rudolph last week was one of his better games. Six catches for sixty-seven yards. But at the same time, the Bears' defense has propensity to give up. Points to the, to the tight end. No, actually they not, don't. Not Last week season. was the only week that they had. It was the only week? Only week. They last, were awesome all year long. I think they, they were a were... top five unit going into last week. That was the highest th- amount of fantasy points they allowed to Jordan Reed. He's, that the, was power, also... he's the power rankings guy. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was also... I'm the waiver wire guy. I'm, a, I'm out. <laughs> that was also the highest fantasy points the uh, Washington Redskins had allowed yes. to the tight end position too. But... Kyle Rudolph's been on a little bit of a hot streak. He's got nine targets, ten targets, yeah, four like. targets, six targets. He just seems to be a little bit more involved in this offense with, like, he's got he's averaging, like, five, six catches a game over the last four weeks. So, while he might not, he's maybe a five-for-fifty guy or a five-for-sixty guy at the tight end position. Quick question. But I think, but Actually, you, quick question that's what the Bears have. give up, yeah. Sorry, guys, I am I'm in the playoffs, so I know I'm talking about my fantasy teams too much, but other people are in these predicaments. Eifert. Injured, could highly, highly. You're, you're talking. You're talking my league right now. Go ahead. I'm highly listening. likely that Eifert uh, misses this game with a concussion. I've got as a backup right now an ASJ or a Kyle uh, a Rudolph. Who do you who do you play out of ASJ or Rudolph? I mean, this week. If you're looking for upside, you go ASJ because it could be just a big game without Vincent you Jackson go ask out there. Them yes, I go. Well, I do that anyways, upside or not. <laughs> uh, do you kiss but, her? Do you kiss her after that move? I mean, how else do you? I do. <laughs> we both gotta taste it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, go on. Kyle Bye. Rudolph's the safer. Okay, who, who do you like? No, oh, hold on. I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. It's Chris- I'm letting the loot on him. This is a Christmas special we got here for you at Pyromania. We should do the rest of this podcast in the garage with, with your dog. <laughs> Brewster. Brewster! Brewster! If these walls could talk. Brewster would tell you all about them. Um, I, honestly, I, I, I would probably go Rudolph. ASJ, 
I don't know. Is stay, I know that Vincent Jackson can be out, but the, the Rams are normally one of the best teams against tight ends. This year, they had troubles early in the year, but they've turned that around a bit against tight ends recently. And they're normally, over the last like handful of years, one of the best teams against tight ends. The Bears have normally not been very good, and they might be on the downturn with that. With Rudolph being on a tear, I would maybe take a chance on Rudolph. With Rudolph being at home, especially, and uh, ASJ running on turf that might not be the greatest thing for him <clears throat> at this point, being at St. Louis. I like it. I like it. Just like Peyton Manning and some lobster or crab shorts. Um, I like it. All right. Uh, Plus, would you rather have a lobster crab shorts? I want, I want some lobster crab Do you want to that one? I don't know if you, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but sometimes people like to have a guy on Monday night or have a guy yes, on Thursday. Right. The Tampa Bay game is Thursday night. Do you want a guy on Thursday night? I Monday make, would I be make, nice. To be honest, I make too many mistakes wanting that guy on Thursday. Oh, I don't I'd, want, yeah. I'd say that I've lost out on this season as a result in one league alone by just like because I know I'm watching and there's only one option. If the guy goes off, I'm gonna be pissed. But if he goes off on Sunday, I'm gonna be watching plenty and it blends in. A lot of lost points by playing I, guys on Thursday that shite the bed. I prefer to yeah, have those Monday, guys out on Monday, and I'm, I will have one on Brandon Cooks when it gets to that point. Monday's just fine. Thursday, don't. I work. right because it's the short week. It's all the things, the factors that can play into it. That the Especially recovery time and and what has been injured all year. Yeah, that's basically he hasn't even had over ten points since coming back the last two weeks. Well, three for thirty-one. That's it. Yeah. Both, both games, exactly both the same. Exactly yeah. the same. Under I would go with the 4.5 or something. Basically, that's what I'm saying. Go with the Rudolph. All right. I, I like it. Thank you, guys. Sorry I talk about my league so much. Uh, Packers at <laughs> Raiders. <laughs> Remember, I, I used to blame Houdini, but yeah, I, like, I, have, I have taken the torch. Hands down. You, you, no like question. I, 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 I looked up. I, I'm like, did I hear an echo? I, did you say that? or did you? No. no that's me. why I said I'm earlier, taking... I go, Houdini, stop talking about your fantasy league so much. It's true. I know. Hey, I agree. Afternoon games. Packers. Five of them. Yes! Can I get a witness? Witness? Oh, yeah, Michael, that's sick. Can I get an amen from the congregation? I like Go smile. That's my favorite. Go dog. Talk uh, about your Packers. Packers. I, I don't know. What do you want me to say about the Packers here? I, I think that uh, Eddie Lacy has kind of turned on a little bit. But I said that a couple weeks ago, and then he fucking shat himself. Pretty much. He didn't shit a bed. He shat himself. Well, he had to wipe it off. That's why he missed curfew. Yeah, hey, it's, it takes a while to wipe off that large of an ass. Um, I don't even know what to say about the Packers anymore at this point. Uh, you, you could win your week with a lucky uh, Hail Mary. Yep. I, don't, I really don't know. In games that Eddie Lacy has not missed curfew for, he's averaging 130 yards from scrimmage. He's scoring touchdowns again, so he's back to being sort of a high-end running back, too, just because he's getting the volume. In December, this is a guy who's just always been better towards the end of the season. They like to feed him. They are taking some things away from him in the receiving game and giving them to James Starks, so Starks is not going to completely be phased out. Starks still has a lot of value. Like, like Eddie Lacy's probably that high-end sort of two- I'd think of uh, Starks as a nice little flex play for you. Well, and Starks is the guy that, that when Lacey's doing all the hard work and, and banging on the defense and doing all things, what does Starks do? And he comes in and goes, oh, I'm a little bit faster than Lacey, and all of a sudden you guys can't keep up with me. Right. Goodbye. 15 yards. <laughs> I don't know. Last three weeks, Oakland's been a top five defense against the run. They're playing at home. Um, I don't know how uh, Lacey runs in the sand. 
So, I, I, as a matter of fact, I would suggest probably not playing that. It, it doesn't Small seem like it would do size? all that well in the sand. <laughs> but, uh, I, I don't know. It's uh, Of course, he has been running well lately, and it's, uh, obviously he's not a bad play this week. You would think that Oakland is obviously not that great of teams, but that run D has become really fucking good. I don't, I don't, I don't trust it. Khalil Mack, I trust. That guy's a fucking animal. That guy's going to get... He should get player of the year. I know they're talking about a few other guys, but he should get player of the year. If you've seen what he's been doing the last five weeks, um, it's kind of ridiculous. But anyway, uh, getting back to uh, the pack, they're still slow. Those uh, those receivers are still slow. They have to activate Montgomery. He was going to play this week. He should have played this week, but he didn't play this week. They d- decided not to activate him at the last second. The guy's are going to bring him some speed. They need it on that outside. They're going to bring it back this week. That's going to help. The Oakland outside uh, cover teams are not very good. So, at but, so what, what can you expect, though, for a Devonta Adams or James Jones? I'm, I'm because, done with both those guys. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're both completely frustrating. And you can't start them in the fantasy playoffs. You can't. Like, if you want to win, you can don't you put start, them up. Can you start a Cobb? Yeah. But, but what, mean, what happens if you're call. in a situation where you have to? Because now I'm going to play my card. Okay, you got to play all your, your fantasy games. My playoff matchup, I'm screwed. Because I got Emmanuel Sanders, Tavon Austin, uh, Devontae Adams, James Jones, or Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams. Seriously? I haven't played Terrence Williams in nine weeks. You, you tell you're me not that. happy by that news? Well, <laughs> there it is. You did it! Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. Hi. I'm pretty impressed with myself. I mean, I think there's some upside with Terrence Williams that doesn't really exist with James Jones or Devontae Adams because you're just trying to pick the one that's going to score the touchdown. And... Let's keep going. None of them have shown you. None of them have shown the ability to do so consistently. Before you go to the other side, I think I think the best play of the week is Richard Rodgers. To be quite honest, you know, he got the touchdown last week. He just continues to to put up points right now. It's a good player. Just playing simply, he's a good player. He's actually getting separation. Yeah, from linebackers. Well, yeah, because he's not fast. His slowness compared to a linebacker is still better than a slow compared to exactly. uh, Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's. Raiders. Who's got it? Raiders. Carr, can he have a good game? Absolutely. I think I think Latavius Murray has a better chance for a good game with this one. I right? think it's both. I do think it's both. I think yeah. the Raiders, um, it's... Get back. Strange to say this. I think the Raiders may kick the shit out of the Packers. <laughs> I like that call. I, 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 Look, they have, they have a, an amazing amount of uh, momentum, if you want to believe in it or not. Coming off of a win against Denver, this is not you know you just, so don't, number one it's just Denver fine, but number two it's Oakland to where you've been and all your struggles in the AFC West against this team to win that game in that situation the way that they did especially when they went for the two point conversion <laughs> they should have kicked the damn field extra point to go up by four points. What are you doing? Well, they had no long snapper. Yeah. I understand. But they want to grind out battle, which is great. You don't, you don't give them, and it almost blew up on their face. They had if no long snapper. What do you want? Man is hitting the ding uh, upright, you know. I'm just saying. So I, 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 I get the whole long snapper thing, but I think in this situation, this is one where, again, 
where I talked about how I like what Bortles is doing. I really like what Carr is doing as well. And you're seeing the growth and the maturity, and you're not looking at a guy that looks like he's lost and confused in the offense and trying to force-feed the ball to one player or this. Look, he starts spreading the ball around to Michael Rivera, to Clive Walford, to, to, to Crabtree, Seth to everybody Roberts. else. Seth Roberts. Get anybody who's open involved. Scan the field. Make the reads. This guy does it. I'm still waiting, though, when we talk about Latavius Murray, Where's the big 60-yard breakout touchdown run that, that, that was supposed to be the hallmark of his season? I was expecting to have the crap games where it's like, okay, you get shut down. But then I'm expecting to have at least three touchdowns at this point of over 40 yards. Easier said than done. Yeah, I, know, say, yeah. I mean, I, I'm with you. He's got that, you know, just bust a fucking shit ass long one that win you a fantasy week type of, you know, uh, you know, plethora to run with. But the fact of the matter is, is that Carr is playing so darn well. It's almost like what is he though? Yeah, he is. Is dude. he though? <laughs> he went into Denver and did something that only a, a couple of quarterbacks. But, have done all but, year. Was that really and him? And it wasn't in Denver. Was it really him? What did he do against Denver that was really great? He won in Denver. He just won in Denver. He won that, in Denver and about. he threw for two touchdowns when they've only given up 13 passing touchdowns in 13 games. Yep. And, and he had 13 fantasy points? And he's averaged 15 fantasy points over the last five games? Okay, I sometimes he's talking. I think he's talking about he's playing real, good, real, real NFL. Real, real, I'm talking yeah, fantasy. Real, yeah, yeah. I think that's so. fine. I think yeah, so. No, but, in general, he's just play, he's playing really good football as a quarterback. Uh, the, the Packers are not that special on defense, and they've been exploited quite a bit recently. So I, I think that uh, I think it's possible for not just Carr to have a good game, but for Murray to have a good game. The, the, the receivers will come back hardcore. Uh, it's what about what about Cooper after a zero catch performance? Is he hit, officially hit the rookie wall? And no, he just played back? Denver. He just he, or no, he, he just played, he he played Denver. He's also a little bit injured. Um, but besides being a little bit injured, playing Denver is just it's not an easy game to play. Now I neither one of those guys. I had them both outside the forty range. No, I know, I know, and I sat I sat uh, Cooper in in, in leaks uh, happily. Uh, but my question for you is in eye test and watching him. He looks a little sad. He looks a little lost out there. He just looks a little. His confidence is a little bit rattled. There's just something going on. I don't know if it's. it's it, I don't think it's at the same level as a Mike Evans. Uh, but my, 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 I'm a little worried about just his demeanor on on the on the field right now with Cooper. Can he? It doesn't matter. He's a young guy. Whatever. He's gonna be fine. But in the, in a game like this, when a lot of people have a Cooper who's been riding, uh, you know, as their wide receiver uh, two three, or people that are in rookie leagues, can you rely on him, or do you gotta go elsewhere? Well, he's obviously gonna feel a lot better going into this game after just facing yeah. the defensive backs that he faced last week. So you plus know. Sam Shields could be out here again, um, and he could be facing another rookie in Randall. You know, depending on how they choose to pair each other up, uh, I, I think Cooper will be fine. But he hasn't really performed at a great level. I, For about I think he just five got, weeks. I think we've got to temper expectations for what to expect out of him. Maybe he's more of a. Five catches for sort of seventy yard guy he's, he's going a, down the stretch, then a hundred yard a week receiver. We just gotta temper him a little bit. He's what what I said way back when. He's the next Tim Brown. He's the guy who's he's a good receiver. He's gonna give you 
maybe one to two good, great games, uh, really, really good games a year, and the rest of the time he's going to be consistent. He's going to be a yeah. he's a good receiver. He's, he's just, got four hundred yards games in the season. Anyway, let's. But I'm talking about like you know the hundred and fifty yards like the ODB games. You know, you're not going to get get you one. I agree. I agree with that. All right. Anyone else to talk to about in that Raiders game, or let's go on to the next one. Goodbye. On to the next one. Let's go to the Browns at the Seahawks. Party in Seattle for Seattle. Party time. I think so. Let's go. To, let's go. Okay. Quickly, let's just go, quickly, 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 everybody want Isaiah Crowell, who just had an amazing game when you were facing against the San Francisco 49ers defense, who gave up more rushing yards on the ground to anybody in the league. Yes, you busted off a 50-yard run to start. You want a prediction? <laughs> yes. He has fewer yards than <laughs> the carries Yeah, yeah exactly yes. right. Yeah. yeah. Six or seven carries for five, five yards. This I like Sounds it. like an Isaiah Crowell game. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Or, or 14, 14 for, for 13. Let's talk about some of the other fellas. Um, I, Big I, I, Gary. <laughs> yeah, this is, okay, well, Gary, okay, Gary's the one positive. Let me, let me, I want to dis- dispel all the myths because these are all the waiver wire guys. Brian Hartline has been fantastic. Over 70 yards in each of his last from four games. Out, of, out for the season. Always oh, out for the season. Yeah, okay, yeah, well, there you go. Forget about it. <laughs> Even if he was playing, this was not going to be the matchup for him. So does that mean that they are they activating Dwayne Bow? No, There's four receivers ahead of Dwayne Bow on the depth chart, yeah. and you've never heard of three of them. And one of them is Terrell Pyre. That's right, Terrell. Taylor uh, Gabriel is going to come back this week. I do not think that Hawkins is coming back this He's week. Got I think a mad concussion. Gonna, yeah, I think Hawkins is going to be. Done. I don't know why they haven't thrown him on IR. He should be done for the year. But Gabriel will be back this week. So it'll basically be, I think, Gabriel and and uh, Benjamin starting. Yep. And uh, Bo will be activated, but Pryor will play, so it'll be those four. I mean, it's ugly. It's ugly. ugly. Johnny Football against Seahawks, ugly. Brown, Barnwell, ugly. Barnage has a chance, because Barnwell. they'll probably throw to him ten times at least. Yeah, no Barnage is the man. They're bad against tight ends. They Plain always have been. That's where they can always be exploited. So you better go to Big Gary. All right, he's gonna moving over to Seattle. Game. Yeah. On let's to talk Seattle. about that quick. Uh, let's talk about the running back situation to start. Uh, obviously, Juwan Harris got dumped today when everyone was going to the waiver wire and to uh, put him in their claim in for him. He got cut. So, back to the car dealership for that fella. Um, well, you know what, though? Here's the thing. And, this is what I, and, I, and I told everybody in the waiver wire piece, he may be the guy, it seems, and I said for right now until they bring somebody else in, because 18 carries for 42 yards with a fumble is not getting it done. And they brought in Bryce Brown. Brown. Also, yeah, we've also talked, fumbling. We talked Who about has him a chance at 18 carries for 205 yes. yards yeah, right. five fumbles. <laughs> yes. But this is a guy that's that a Bryce Brown point, stat. That's a Bryce Brown <laughs> stat right there. Did he really have that game? No. No, close. But, but that's it's pretty close, though. He did have like 150 yards and like two if not three fumbles, but two lost. Two lost. Yeah, in, in that same game. So, who, here's the question. You know who else is out there now that just got released from a practice squad? Christy Michael. Christy Michael. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. See, it'll make pick him up just because he knows the system. Yeah. You know, so you know, you never know. He, they may throw him into the mix. Him and Bryce Brown. That's just uh, it's. I'm throwing it out there. It's too early. They haven't even picked him up yet, but I bet they do. Do you like? I do Bryce like Brown. Bryce Brown this week. This Absolutely. week you like him. Yeah, he's absolutely. getting the carries. 
He's getting the carries. Who the fuck else are they going to give it to? They're not getting. They already said flat out, we're not giving it to Fred Jackson. They Plain don't. and simple. They won't, and they won't, and they shouldn't. You know, they, it, it, it will break him. Yeah. You know, okay. It, it, so this is a conversation. Break you. This is you a know, conversation that we need to have for our for our fantasy guys out there. We're getting tons of questions on it. We've talked about it before the show started. So let's try it. We don't need to talk about you're starting Russell Wilson. He's hot as hell. You're starting Doug Baldwin. He's hot as hell. But you've got. Waiver wire action, as always happens. Important stuff, playoffs. There's important, a lot of injuries happening. Bryce Brown. I just want to have a little roundtable with you guys, and there ain't no right. So, but to get this information from each of your fantasy mind can help owners out there, including myself. I think you're on the same boat where you got. I lost Rawls. I lost Ingram. I lost, lost Blunt. Yeah. Uh, we got. I've got to make all all these pickups. Bryce Brown, Denard Robinson, or um, Bolden. Who else? Tonight's waiver wire after the show. Who who do you like for this week? I'm going to take it one week at a time. Well, Denard right, or Price? <laughs> a lot of people, and I think you guys will probably both say, uh, and I'm going to disagree, but I think you guys will both say that Denard Robinson is probably the number one guy. I think Bryce Brown is. The fact that they just don't do do on Harris makes it plain and simple. It's going to be Bryce Brown. It's not going to be Fred Jackson. It's going to be Bryce Brown. Fred Jackson will not get ten over 10 carries at all. There's no chance that they do that to him. He's too old. He's too old. He's too broken down. They need him for a third down roll. They had Duan Harris there specifically to back up Fred Jackson for the third down roll. It just so happened that Lynch went down. And then, because uh, uh, Dwan Harris was back on the practice squad then. Then Rawls went down. So they had to bring somebody else in. They had to put in Dwan Harris as the main down ro- running role, and Fred Jackson was still sitting there healthy. They're not going to give Fred Jackson the ball to run the ball. It's going to be Bryce Brown. They let go of Dwan Harris for the specific reason. Great point. Quick question on, on top of that. And after that, Denard for you is over uh, Bolden? Here's my situation with, with Denard. I've seen him on... I've seen him in a starting role. I've seen him in the situation where they put him near the goal line. He's terrible. He can't do anything inside the 20-yard line. So you're talking about, you're hoping you get a ton of yards or catches or whatever in between the 20s. Plain and simple. Because when it comes down to there, they grab Jonas Gray. And Jonas Gray is 10 times better in the red zone than a Denard Robinson ever will be. Plain and simple. Stag party. Here's the thing. They had Bryce Brown already in the season. And they cut his ass. To side Dewan Harris um, uh, to the practice squad, so that like gives me to believe like they don't trust something about this guy's game. So I don't know if they're going to give him a full workload. Maybe Fred Jackson doesn't get you know ten to fifteen carries, but maybe he's getting closer to ten than the five he's been getting as Thomas Rawls back up. Uh, and his fumbling issues are, pre- are are a little maybe overstated, but they exist. He fumbles like <laughs> once every two. 44 carries compared to, you know, other guys who fumble once every, you know, I think uh, Jamal Charles once every 48, or uh, Marshawn Lynch is like once every 88. So, you know, he's got some fumbling issues, yeah, but this the explosion that this guy has in his legs going back to 2012 with, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles when he got those two spot starts uh, for LaShawn McCoy, let's remember those stat lines. 19 for 178 and two touchdowns. He had a long of 65, and he also caught some passes. 
And then the, the game after that, uh, 24 carries for 169 yards with a long of 39 and two touchdowns. And he also had three fumbles in those two games. Yeah, it was insane. I, I do have to say something, though. You do understand that the reason why they dropped Bryce Brown and picked up Dewan Harris was because they had the backup to Lynch and they needed a backup to Fred Jackson. They didn't need Bryce Brown anymore. A third stringer. They didn't need a third string backup first and second down guy. They needed a backup to Fred Jackson because they were worried about Fred Jackson biting the dust. And Actually, not wrong. just not they just getting wrong. injured. <laughs> they were they were worried about him dying on the field. This is all okay. good. This is all great. Here's my here's my two cents on the thing. I am behind shoelace. Because I'm gonna trust the guy's been getting carries and been carrying the ball this year and has been in action and has been successful in the time that they give him the ball. Versus the guy that's coming in with a situation when my playoff life is on the line, I at least know if TJ Elton is not playing that Shoelace is gonna get fifteen touches. I want those fifteen touches and I will take whatever I get from it versus Bryce Brown comes in. Third carry, he fumbles, and then he's benched and he's done. And I too many times have, have prayed on and in the playoff time or in crunch times where I needed a crucial play on that guy that just is like the fresh guy off the off the waiver. And I'll and I'll I'll readily admit this as well at the same time. I miss all the time when it's like the other assholes that come in and all of a sudden they're there's the start and they I don't play them then they and they go off. So I know I pick wrong whichever way it goes. But thank you. That's all I needed to hear. Denard yeah. Robinson, Bryce is Brown, not, it is. There you go. <laughs> I, I think here's just the thing. Stands of me, just stands of me. I think if you're a TJ El- Yeldon owner, you should be going for shoelace because you know exactly you know what you're going to get. You know what you're getting from that role. You could play the guy that's going to play. You're not going to try and pick Bryce Brown or uh, TJ Yeldon should he be back healthy. You're not going to try and play that matchup because that's one that's going to come up for those guys who do that. I'd much rather have Shoelace just own the situation, be perfectly fine, knowing that Shoelace is going to get you know around 20 touches. You know who else is there? You know Jonas Gray not up to speed. What happens when guys come from another team? They they, they get like two to three carries max. Last no, question. Jonas, Jonas Gray gets two hundred yards and four touchdowns. <laughs> That's a practice squad. Last question, last question I've got on this one. The guy that I'm probably playing this week. Had beast mode and Rawls. So he's picking up a running back right now, too. So you also want to pick to, to destroy him. Where, and it, with him. that said, if I'm playing against a guy that just lost Rawls, and I've got, I've got claim. I'm the highest one that's still left in the playoffs. I think it's fair to say it should be illegal if you're out of in the playoffs. You can't pick anyone no, up at this point. We, so that's that's Where's he in the waiver claim? He's last because he got last week high. Time. Somebody else is going to get Denard Robinson. If you grab Bryce Brown, he won't get either of them. I'll tell you that right. Bryce now. Brown is more likely to fall through the cracks. Like to like Can you feel it? Can you feel it? That's Ooh. a fact. Denard Robinson will be picked up first. First, this is what most people will probably do. Oh, there's only four teams, right? Coming four teams. Way. He's number four. So he's eight. Four. Oh, eight. Well, but out of it, uh, no. But there's four teams. He's last out of everyone. Okay, but the it's but playoff he, time. Yeah. How many teams are in the playoffs? Four. So only he's, four yeah. teams would be picking yeah, somebody yeah. else. So the four. other teams wouldn't. Hey, be. I so still pick people up. 
You do? Yeah, because I'm still playing for third place games and fifth place games where there's money on the line. Well, not if you're not in the playoffs, though. If you're, if you're, yeah. if it's like four teams left and there's only some, four teams some left. Some people have con- consolation yeah, well, brackets. Not his, four not, 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 not exactly. Let's say there's no consolation brackets. Those four other four teams are out. You're, you're, I, you're hoping that only two able. other teams pick up yeah. Denard Robinson. And, and you guys, what are their running back situations? I think I think I made my I think I made my answer. I I'm gonna figure it out later. You need I think to I'm look take at the Bryce other Brown. teams. I'm gonna you take Bryce Brown and roll it for week. You 15. need to look at the other teams and see do any of them need a running back and will they pick one up? Because if they won't, then you should pick up Denard Robinson and hope that he's just sleeping on Bryce Brown. He's not sleeping. He wouldn't sleep on. He's not sleeping. Right. If he's made the playoffs, I would assume yeah, he he's not sleeping. That doesn't necessarily just because the guy made the playoffs doesn't mean that he ain't sleeping. I mean, on, he's listen, not, he's going to put in a claim on both those guys. Here's the th- one thing that we that and this is something that's important for the listeners to know. If you're in a league with one of us four, people work extra hard to beat you. When Period. you're a pyro expert, yeah. and you're an expert, oh, are you supposed to win every week? How did you lose five <laughs> games this year? I thought you would win every week. I'll back People, that up. It's like being the championship. you got a target on your back every week. No one sleeps ever on any games or in any league I'm in. They want me to lose. I'll back Rub that up with a Val Verde. You don't smell like Santa. Okay, good. <laughs> Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> what does Santa smell like? Beef and cheese. All right, we can go. We can move on. You're starting, um, Doug. Right? The only question is about Tyler Lockett. You know, he's got a ton of upside. He's one of those boomer bust guys where he's either going to be huge or he's going to be, you know, a three for forty I, type of receiver. Like that's. The chance you got to take if you want to play him, but he has two touchdown type of upside against this Browns, you know, secondary that's not special. They're not with, with the questionable run game and Russell Wilson fucking on fire. That's where it has to go. Like when saying. you lose Rawls and now you have an, a questionable run game, this is why Russell Wilson becomes so much even more dominant now as a fantasy quarterback because he's going to be throwing the ball and potentially running the ball more himself. The thing is, so, he's still not going to throw it more than thirty-two times. No, we but, keep. He'll be, run, but he'll be <laughs> but he'll be running the ball more, but he's throwing longer plays. Look at all the lot of times that they this was an offense that didn't air it out down the field like they air it out down the field. It's like they always would say that for the playoffs. They would say like in the in the Super Bowl and things like, Wow, wow, oh I could I could see why isn't Russell Wilson doing this in the regular season? Now he is the last three weeks. Quarterback, uh, I saw I said call his name, Brian Barnwell, I believe his name is, said that the last four to five weeks, he believes, and he's, he's wrote a whole article trying to back it up. You know, easy to say that Russell Wilson has put on the best quarterbacking over these last four games in the history of the NFL. Now, let me just tell you, coincidence or not, Jimmy Graham, 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 going down, 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 and then all of a sudden this happening. That's all I'm saying. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, I sounded like Chris Berman there. <laughs> the swami. Just gonna say, my hair looks better than his. You don't have hair. Yeah, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bengals. <laughs> Bengals. You're not coming it over. Bengals at 49ers. AJ McCarron versus Blaine Gabbert. Yes. How many pics of his girlfriend slash wife slash whatever are we gonna see this week? Look at his mom next Hopefully to Hopefully it'll girlfriend. be on the screen the whole time. How many times will they play the Brent Mus- Musburger thing? 
Wow, that's a lucky guy. <laughs> I, I, I want quad box, three pictures with his broad in them. <laughs> Jeremy Hill, playable. More than G playable. More than playable. Giovanni this Bernard. More than playable. Flexish, but playable. <laughs> no, sure. no, no. Look, the 49ers, this, okay. AJ In McCarr San Fran. I know, I know. Don't make him get. Don't make you the can, stat man go, here we, give you the We have this is another one of these pre-show arguments. The San Francisco is atrocious. They give up over. It was going into last week. I don't know what it is right now. Going into last week it was 125.9 yards per game on the ground, league most. Then they just let Isaiah Crowell run for 140 yards against them. Yes. And so they're probably letting him And not to mention what Duke did against them, too. I right, mean, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, that was just Isaiah. So now they're probably giving up probably over almost close to 130 yards a game on the ground. I know they're at home. I know it's better. But again, I'm going to lean on the fact that this is um, older. Uh, I mean, a team that's, that's, that's out of it. They're, they're, they, they just decided that it's... It's cashed in for the 49ers. They, their will can be busted, and their will will be busted this week. Yeah, so. I, I, I would tend to agree. I think that the, the Bengals are still going to kick a little ass in this one. Uh, A.J. McCarron is a lot better than people realize. He's actually a pretty decent QB, um, and he's got a lot of, as a word that I haven't used almost all year, he's got a lot of moxie to him. He really hey, hey, the moxie. There you go. I haven't used that word pretty much all year, but he does. He's got a lot of moxie to him. And uh, sometimes it takes something like that to be able to step into a a playoff, not well, look, a contending team, but a playoff-assured team, basically, who plans on going a little and, bit far in the playoffs. And it, don't you got to give him credit, right? Look, he didn't just sit there and just hand the ball off once once Andy no, Dalton went down. He, he was chucking the ball downfield for A.J. Green. For sure. He so, threw a couple picks, but... Throw a couple of TDs too. Yeah, I just think know? this type of a game where looking that they lost that game last week to go ahead. Lost to Valverde. It could be Valverde. 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 That's quite. And every year, less and less people believe in Santa Claus. I mean, we have a real energy crisis on our hands. Oh. I mean, just see how low the uh, plasmeter is. That's shocking. One thing I want to say, this kind of a side note, watch out for the vowels, but it looks like you've got, uh, as you're advertising, uh, Sleepies. Are you buying a new bed? Uh, no, but, uh, you know, I can always use a new bed. I don't know why, why I'm getting Sleepies. All right. I was going to say, I got a pretty good bed that I mean, I've, I've just bought a, uh, I've bought a new car. I'm getting a new uh, Fair enough. Place. Moving on. Moving on. I just saw, you know, some... I know how smart those Google AdSense people are. If you're searching for stuff, they no. start throwing the ads. I still don't I understand why I'm nice not offering you like you know like free Asian women. Do you uh, know how many like secret little things there are in your computer that watch every single thing you do that compile your personal profile, what you go to? It's not just Google. Does all of them think I'm a total sick pig? Then <laughs> yeah, well. that's why. I'm not surprised I'm, that they I'm have I'm a mattress you don't have, and, you know, hey, <laughs> I'm surprised you don't have pop mattress. Four pigs. <laughs> or taxidermy or whatever. Believe me, I get a lot of targeted emails from Russian brides. <laughs> PersianWifeFinder.com. I like that. Um, all right, going on with the Bengals, what do you got? Oh, I think you could start everybody that you normally would, but the fringe guys you had questions about, you can't. 
So Marvin Jones is sort of off, you know, fantasy radars until we see what AJ McCarron can do. Mohamed Sanu's been a gadget a, guy, anyways, so don't he's worry. He's a Sanu's when it comes to don't worry about him. Player. And then Gio Bernard, no, I, I, you know, flex flexious. Flexious, flexious, inflexious. That's word, a great word. word number he's nine tonight. Flexious. He's got flexious. he's got flex appeal, but, but no, but with the with the Lou Holtz flexious, flexious. And then I just think this is a team Very that I have flexious. this might turn into an Alabama offense that they just handed off to Jeremy Hill thirty times a game. I think that that's what, and throw it to AJ Green, Green. <laughs> like who will like. Why wouldn't that happen? <laughs> this should be sure. a college type of a game where you're going to run the ball with Gio, you're going to run the ball with Jeremy a lot, and then you're going to sprinkle in your your, your play actions to AJ Green. And you're going to throw. He's going to see thirteen What's the targets. Like in, in San I think he'll see thirteen targets in this game, and I think that they run the ball. You know, I mean, you live there don't over thirty five times this game. Like uh, but it's down in Santa Clara, so it's nice. I mean, down in Santa Clara, that's not going to rain, right? And it's no fall. Really warm. Yeah, it's different. Candlestick is the worst weather ever. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I, well, I when I when I, I, I visited yeah. uh, with my buddy and he was uh, doing an internship in uh, ninety two or ninety three in Santa Clara at uh, Intel. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and so he's like, hey, you want to come out with me? I want you to fly back to Chicago. I just need someone to drive out with me with my car. Uh, sure. <laughs> so we're staying in Santa Clara, and you're almost closer to San Jose. Oh yeah, at that point in time, than you are in San Francisco. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, you are for sure. Um, I was just asking because uh, you throw a backup QB into a bad weather situation; it's not a good combo. But if it's going to be okay there, then sure. I will say yeah. one thing: there's no one that's listening to this podcast, and if you are, write us in and say you're wrong to your ex. But I wasn't. I think there's a couple people listening to the podcast. <laughs> no, all of them that say <laughs> they can tell. They can tell us <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm wrong. The only person I'm the only person My listening mom. to this podcast. That was an XFL season ticket owner at Candlestick Park. He hate me. What up? <laughs> Only one in, uh, that's listening. If you were a season ticket holder of the XFL, you too are a total douchebag. But right now, I think I'm the only one that was. <laughs> uh, What's yeah. a Christmas what? cram? I want one. I heard, I heard that there were actually more jerseys out there that said he nailed me than he, fucked, than he hate me. I heard that he got around quite a bit. It's basically what I'm saying. God bless him. Sounds like Darren Sharper. Oh, oh, Bill Cosby? Cosby Cosby suing some of his accusers. All right, let's move on. Uh, You sit on a throne of lies. Uh oh. Houdini's got a big board of ones he hasn't played. He's going to really try and play catch up. We got to close this thing out. Get ahead of me. Get ahead of me. Sean Drum? Dog, no. let's just let Dog do Niners. Honestly, I wouldn't even go with a Sean Drawn in this one. The, the, the Bengals have been just ass kickers um, on defense lately, especially against running backs. I just don't see it happening, uh, even for a Sean Drawn at this point, who gets a lot of shit. But I, I think they throw Cadet into the mix, uh, mix a little bit from here and out, too. I don't think that they're sold on either one of them. Granted, Drawn, I don't know, interests them more, but... Uh, at this point, he is 28, 29 years old, and he's not that impressive. So the Bengals defense gonna, is going to handle him. The rest of the team, honestly. Well, whatever happened to Puff Daddy's clothing line, Sean Drawn? Whatever happened to that? <laughs> he, he, Go on. It's, it's, Go on. I've been wearing the same jeans since fucking 77. I don't know what the hell you're Stag's doing. Stag's the only one that got that one. 
Probably. I, even he didn't fuck He wore, I, he wore, yeah, yeah, he wore some. Yeah. He's no, got the, he had the cologne in eighth grade. <laughs> All right. Uh, the rest of the team, I'd actually, I would not play a single one of the rest of the team. Not a single one. Right, e- even, even a Bolden. I think Bolden gets handled, uh, manhandled this week, too. Talk about a guy that looks slow out there. Bolden, great hands, great player, but dude, he's, he's nearing an end. Yep. All right. Dolphins, uh, this is uh, going to be down in the Wales vagina playing the Chargers. What happens there? Dolphins coming off a, off a tough one, obviously, last night. Well, they're going to run the shit out of Lamar Miller. And they're going to target the shit out of Jarvis Landry, even though he'll have a tough matchup. And that's all you can probably real count on. I mean, you tried counting on Devontae Parker last night. How'd that treat you? It uh, ruined my DFS call. I mean, basically, Devontae... And a couple DFS... They don't like Devontae Parker in that offense, currently as constructed. He can't run a proper route, and, and the big... That's a reason not to like him. Well, and the other reason is, when the play broke down, and they, they highlighted it on the one play yeah. where they, they threw the, uh, the 50-50 ball, he didn't come back to the ball at all, and then you see later, on another breakdown play, they show Jarvis Landry, oh, uh, recognizes it, jukes his, re- jukes his guy, comes back six yards, makes a catch with nobody around him, and... It, 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 he did another one of those where he dropped it, though. Well, you know. But I agree. There's nothing worse than guys that don't understand a breakdown of a play, understand what side of the field the quarterback is rolled out to, and try and make themselves available for some sort of opportunity to make a play. And at Parker, I think I think that'll just... It's been a, a weird rookie season for him. But, 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 but you I have agree to, with you. Either you're He's a fighter for it or not. Here in Chicago, we remember Johnny Knox. Johnny Knox, barring the injury that he had, had amazing potential, but... One thing that Johnny Knox he got never bent did, in half, by the right? Way. But one thing that Johnny Knox never did—he oh. never knew how to fight for a ball, or to at least know how to be a defender when the play broke down and, and, and you're in bad position. And I think Devontae Parker is one of these guys that just you know again. I'll, I'll also give a give give some understanding that this guy missed most of the first half of the season. He missed. All of the training camp. So there's a lot of learning that this guy's having to do on the fly, and they only have 12 padded practices throughout the entire season. Now, this type of game film, this is a, a total co- coachable uh, uh, situation. I don't know that they have the coaches there that are able to, to coach him up on it at this point in time. So that's what's really They have coaches there now? Well, they're in uh, name, in name. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, looks like a, like, it looks like there's a few kids with headsets out she, there. Pretty much. They all look at each other. <laughs> they, <laughs> they're all younger than me. I know that. Like, what the fuck is going on with this fucking reminds me of the beginning of... Hang on. reminds me of the beginning of History of the World Part 1. Where all the apes are around the, the monolith. And they're, <laughs> but they but it's uh, they learn how to jack off instead. It's the <laughs> History of the World. <laughs> Got it. No looks. I don't toss off. Gary... Um, Gary, what a what a Tannehill you're sitting. Let's move on to the Chargers side of the ball. God, that's this is ugly too because yeah. you you Go have fast. Danny Woodhead who's done absolutely nothing. You have Melvin Gordon who still can't establish himself. You have Philip Rivers who has no one to throw the ball to. Gates is going to be your one constant. And you want if you want a, a guy that you want to maybe take a flyer on, you know these guys that you throw out there. I'll throw Malcolm Floyd just because he's the guy that makes the deep plays. And who else does he have to throw the ball to? Malcolm Floyd is three, four receptions for 60, 70 50 yards. to 70. 60, yeah, That's what he does. Maybe Plain and simple. Javante Her- uh, Herndon could get you five, six, seven catches if you're PPR. Neither one, it doesn't really fucking matter. 
You're gonna, they're going to try and run the ball, and they're going to try and run Melvin Gordon against this Miami defense. Because if Rashad Jennings yeah. can tear this team apart on defense when it, it comes to running the ball, Melvin Gordon can. Melvin Gordon, I hate to say it, is a better running back than Rashad Jennings is right now. He might not be a more complete back, but he is a stronger running back who can actually, when he does hit a hole, hits a hole a lot better than Rashad Jennings. Uh, Rashad Jennings is a tiptoer who just so happens that Miami let up gigantic holes uh, on Monday night where Rashad Jennings could run through. Melvin Gordon is actually a, he's a young kid who doesn't have a touchdown in the year. He saw that it can be done 13, year, 13 games into the season, Alf, Alfred Morris. Uh, he, you can't get a touchdown this late into the season. You don't have to go shut out. So he's got, a, he, I'm telling you, he's playing at home. He's kind of playing for his, he just said, listen, I'm going to be better next year. I'm sorry. He's trying to make shit up for his fans. He's, hey, listen, the guy's a character guy. He wants to actually do something. He just hasn't been able to do it in this offense yet. I, but the problem is, is that I think he has the problem that a lot of young runners have. Rashad Jennings is a guy that just never knew how to hit the hole with confidence, right? This kind of thing that, 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 that's hurt. Yeah, he's, old, he's always been whole, a backup type guy. Right. And you look at, it's also about how is your offense set up. And you look at every time that Melvin Gordon, he runs hard. I'm not saying that he doesn't run hard, yeah. but he runs right into contact. And one of the things that's like when you look at, um, I, I look at Le'Veon Bell, who we you had mentioned when he had, had come out, is that, this guy is really not the power runner that everyone thinks he is. True. But what he is is probably the most patient runner in the NFL. Yes. And the one thing that, that, that I think that Melvin Gordon lacks is that patience. And I look at a guy like D'Angelo Williams. And we say, well, look at why has D'Angelo Williams had such a resurgence? And he credits it to learning from Le'Veon yeah. Bell and saying, you know what? Le'Veon Bell taught me how to have patience as a runner. Not because he came from a system in Carolina where it was hit the hole, hit the hole as fast as you can and get there. And in the Pittsburgh one, it's more about you're going to have to have to it's, wait and let it develop. At Michigan State, D'Antonio preaches patience. He lets the blockers make the blocks that they're supposed to make. And that's when a running back waits for you. He waits for that block, waits for that second block, waits for the third block, and then hits the hole. There's a whole game plan to every single play that you're just made to understand. That's what Le'Veon knew. That's what Jeremy Langford knows. And that's obviously what D'Angelo said he learned from Bell. That's, that's something that's that's, I think Melvin I mean, needs special. to have, though. It's true. He doesn't have that. Because what you're seeing is neither you're did seeing, Monty Ball. Right. Yeah, neither did Le'Veon. It's tough on. because it, it's, it's hard to teach that to someone because the holes are there and gone so fast yeah. at this level of football that you have to be decisive. But at the same time, you have to sometimes be patient and say, okay, that looked like a hole, but it's really not a hole. Let that whole thing pass. If I can stutter for a half a second, now all of a sudden it opens up a hole. Now, the, the, the best thing that Melvin Gordon has going for him is that he, he can try as hard as he wants to run into contact. There's not going to be contact there for him. There's nobody <laughs> around. Just run straight. <laughs> and it, it, that's the thing against Miami. So I, a I think a lot of glory holes against Miami. Big time. You've got to remember, he's sort of transitioning between schemes. Like Wait for the lips. <laughs> he, he's, <laughs> Sorry, somebody had to say it. Let's go. He's transitioning between schemes. He's coming from. I had to say that. Let's go. <laughs> Dogs, stop uh, upping my wall. <laughs> 
He's coming from a you know sort of power zone blocking scheme. It's a strange house. You never know what's gonna happen, man. Alright, on to the next one. I don't care. Bruce might be on the other we have, side. We have, we have destroyed stags on this one. I was done early on that. I mean, come on. Sometimes you just gotta shut it down on a game. Alright, no, wait. What were you gonna say? I wanted to hear that. No, moving no, on. Jordan it's sucks it's dick. It's 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 he sucks what? He sucks dick. Happy Memorial. All right. Good times here. Week 15. Yeah. We're yeah. festive and in the holiday season. Oh, come on, stay. We're a family program. We're a family program. <laughs> I just zoned out, so. These are a part of these changes we're going to make. We're going to really clean up our act. Wash off the plaster. You're good to go again. Let's go. Why do you think I put uh, the electrical tape around? <laughs> Why, did you think it was weird that there was a bunch of black lights hanging on? Okay, we gotta go on. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry. God. We're getting a little crazy. We're losing audience members here. We have lost a lot of audience members. All right. You know what they need? Does someone need a hug? Yes. Let's. <laughs> so we need to go to the next game. I and mean, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna let Stag Party run with it for a little bit in this game and have some fun. Please. Broncos at Steelers. It's a good one. Stag Party. Have some fun because we've been cutting you off with really disgusting stuff. Uh, well, this is one of those teams. It's like how do they match up against each other? There's lots of great matchups in this game. You've got the great uh, Bronco corners against the great Steeler wide receivers. The you know very good Bronco running backs, maybe if they're all healthy against a stout run defense, a you know up and down Brock Osweiler who is you know has a penchant for getting sacks right now, and a Steelers pass rush who sometimes can get it done, sometimes is very very blockable, and that's gonna lead to a lot of different things going on in this game. This is gonna be one of the best games to watch. While it might not be a fantasy. You know, goo factory. Uh, it's probably going to be more like a slow place game. It's going to be like a playoff atmosphere here because this matters a lot for both teams for seeding. Uh, you know, the Steelers are still really in the thick of it, maybe potentially even trying to get the division with yeah, uh, they are. Uh, AJ McCarron now starting as a quarterback. Um, you know, and the Broncos looking to lock up a number one seed potentially. They've got a little bit of work to do to get back to catching up to those Patriots after they. Know, sort of pulled away again last week. So, you're looking at the Broncos and what they're able to do against the Steelers. you got to think that they're going to start with the run game. Uh, it hasn't really worked in the last couple weeks. Osweiler has looked jumpy in the pocket. He's looked just scared when you know rushers are coming at him and scared when rushers aren't even close to him. How so. do you feel about the tight ends in this game? That's, well, pro- that's probably their best you know way to attack the Steelers. Uh, you know what? Vernon Davis had seven catches for seventy-four yards. And last would have week. had a hundred yards, or at least about ninety-five. If he doesn't drop that fourth and five pass. Uh, uh, I'll, 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 I'll let you say this: when the Broncos are leading and they're playing well on offense and they're and they're beating a team, they go with Owen Daniels. When they're down and they feel like they need to start ramping things up, that's when Vernon Davis comes in the mix. Being in Pittsburgh. Do you think Pittsburgh will be winning to the point where they'll be using Vernon Davis? Or do you think it'll be a slow and steady game where the Broncos will keep up and they'll be using Owen Daniels? I, I think i got to go with Vernon Davis. I still feel like the Steelers will be able to be the one team that will put points on the board against this. I, fu- I, fu- I fully agree. It, actually, when you look at it, Brock Osweiler's fantasy numbers are awful. Oh, yeah. Awful. Not a fantasy. Star. He's won games, but they've been awful. And strangely, 
one of the two receivers will usually go off a game. Mm-hmm. Last week it was Demarius, you know, the week before, been, whatever. It's it was been Demarius. It's been Demarius. Demarius three, three or four. Three, three or four, four. But the Emmanuel, other game, I'm, I'm, an Emmanuel, Emmanuel, right, I'm an Emmanuel Sanders owner, and I will tell you that it scares the bejesus out of me. And if I if I had a better option, I would be looking to start it. Because Just I, so it's known, I own bejesus.com. Val Verde! Hey, have you seen these toilets? They're ginormous! Sometimes you need that. Well, when you live in Elfland and you have mini toilets, yes, you're happy to have a big toilet. I like it. Yes. Let's, so, uh, let's talk quickly about the running back situation. You think they're going to run like crazy? Is CJ coming back or Hillman? They, they need CJ Anderson to come back because Hillman has looked like dog shit. And he was just complaining the whole game. Do you see that? Any guys watching him in this game? Every he's like looking over at this. I've never seen it. It's like an NBA situation with where he'd like after a play yell at the offensive line, then he'd look over at the sideline and be like, "What are we doing?" It's like he was having a tantrum out there. It was really, really strange. Des Bryant. Yeah, it, was, it, it really was very strange. I, I actually right. have never seen. I mean, am I, are you guys agreeing with what I saw? Yeah, yeah, yeah no, 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 100%. He was just completely <laughs> having a tantrum. I'm like, dude. What it, just, it speaks it, to me. Get five yards, and then you can say something. It speaks to me of a guy who's completely frustrated. You know, And this is also a guy who, is, he's already getting, he can't even say that he's had his second chance. He's almost had his third and fourth chance. This is exactly with, what he's done every time. Right. With, you know, and this is kind of what's been going on with all the Denver running backs when you go back to Noshaw Moreno. It's like, oh, you're, you're in grace, you're out of grace. Then you're in grace and you're out of grace. And it's like, the problem is with Ronnie Hillman is that they've been looking for someone to be the torchbearer, right? Someone just who can, I'm your running back, follow me, I'm your man. And every time that we think it's going to be one or the other, they, they fall on their face. So bring C.J. Anderson back. At least at this point in time, he's the guy that in this type of uh, end of season, when the wear is on, the weather is on, he's the type of guy that you can trust. The only game was as a mutter uh, against the Patriots. Ronnie Hellman is a third down type of back. Always has been, always will be. The Broncos are dependent upon there being the passing threat. If Osweiler is not a passing threat, I don't care what type of offense you're running, whether it's Kubiak's offense or the offense they tried to run early in the year, it doesn't matter. The running game isn't going to work without an offensive throw, without a passing threat. But you can throw against the Steelers. You can throw against the Steelers, though. They give up close to three, almost two, over 293 yards a game passing. Uh, Okay. So, I mean, well, if you want to give him an opportunity where. It's true. I mean, Osweiler has a chance. So, when you're talking about, like, you know, A.J. Green, even with A.J. McCarron, A.J. to A.J., had success against the Steelers. So. Who's to say that it's not going to be Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel And I would say more than I'm going to bet on Demarius Thomas. No, We've heard a lot about how, oh, Peyton, they're shutting him down. It's going to be Brock in the postseason. It's going to be Brock in the rest of the regular season, Brock in the postseason. How much has that changed over the last two days? Oh, we're evaluating Peyton Manning to see how that foot's doing and all that stuff. Isn't that a bunch of BS, though? Is is it really Brock Osweiler's fault that they they lost that game? No. When Emmanuel Sanders muffs the punt, when Vernon Davis drops the fourth down, uh, easy first down catch with Great play three, three minutes and 45 seconds left in the game. There, there was a myriad of mistakes by so many other people. Hey. Brock is not there to win you games. Brock is no. there is not to, to not lose exactly you games. It wasn't his yeah. fault for losing the game. 
but it was his fault for not winning. Well, that's game. true, yeah. right? And, and, and here's and the question: Man, it's he should win that too. game. I mean, there's there's a lot of things that happen. It's a winnable game by a good QB, and he didn't do it. And they know that's why they're thinking about But there's a lot of other players. know that they. But there's a lot of other players that had more fault than him in the loss. More important players. Your your Emmanuel Sanders and, and these guys. A player like Peyton Manning overcomes that. Even with his depleted arm strength. <laughs> I mean, a player like Peyton way. Manning wins that game. I'll tell you that right now. Or he I loses know. the game and it wasn't because of a drop pass. It's because of a missed throw. Well, I'll say I, one I, thing. I'm just saying, Peyton, I, Peyton doesn't look that great. Before know? we go to the next team, the, 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 next, uh, the Steelers, let's be honest. With max five sacks, it would if Peyton was playing, it would have been eight, and Peyton would be right now recovering from another spinal surgery. Mac was just so dominant that it, it can't be on insane. It can't be on Osweiler, and he actually made it harder for Mac in a number of plays. Peyton would have been a sitting duck there. Absolutely, very true, very true. Mac is so dominant; it's unbelievable. So good. Wow, to, give your, to, to, to come give from your, where he came from, too, it's just ridiculous. Wow, fun to watch. Yeah, moving on. Steelers. Big Ben. Parliament. <laughs> Shit game last week. Just one of those ball control type efficient games. You know, tossing it around to Antonio Brown. Tossing around to Martavis Bryant. Getting them catches, but not really getting them yards. They're throwing it on third and short. Then they're handing it off to D'Angelo. And just playing ball control. And that defense is playing you know, well enough to get a victory against a backup quarterback. You know, is it sort of the same situation? Exactly they... the same situation. <laughs> it's exactly the same situation. Big Ben can have bad games. And he does have bad games. When he plays really good defenses, he has bad games. And, listen, it's tough to just throw him down at the end of the end of the line. I mean, you have Antonio Brown, you have Martavis Bryant, who could do anything on any single play. As can a D'Angelo Williams, for that matter. As can a, 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 a Marcus Wheaton. No! Heath Miller can, though. Heath Miller, Miller can catch 10 of 10 balls. <laughs> against Cincinnati. Against Cincinnati. Yeah, I'm against it. your Wheaton hate. Wheaton looks friggin' great. He, he looks does. great. He's looking a lot better lately. I'll Anything can happen in this Steelers offense, even against the Broncos defense. I mean, fuck. Uh, Teddy Bitch, uh, Bridgewater. Bitchwater? Bitchwater, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Bitchwater. I didn't mean to say it on there, but Bridgewater. Um... He ass-kicked the fuck out of this Broncos defense. He threw for like 300 yards, uh, a couple touchdowns or something like that. He put up the most fantasy points against this Broncos defense. I think it was in Denver as well, strangely. So, I mean, it, it can be done against this Broncos defense. It's not like Big Ben can't do it. It's just not all that likely. He does have the tendency to fold up against really good defenses. Uh, listen, is he going to have a stellar game? No, but you're not going to send him either for the potential. Nice. I love the way that I've uh, I've applied to a number of directories. I've got somebody talking to me about talking at a, uh, a podcasting conference, and they're going to listen to this most recent show. <laughs> and we have dropped more F-bombs on this show than we have in the past two years. I'm not complaining. Fuck it. I'm new here. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> fuck you guys. I'm going home. As Cartman has always wanted to say. Oh, I know that. No, you broke the rules, rules, rules. <laughs> no, you changed the rules to break the rules, rules, rules. I swear to God, I was in the shower the other day, and I, I was saying that for the whole shower. And I got out, and I'm like, what's your problem, dude? You gotta get in the office. I've got to look at the cell phone. All right. 
I'm at least softened you on South Park a little bit. I agree. And by the way, anyone, if, if you have not seen this season of South Park, one of the greatest, because it, it's a whole season long where they did, instead of doing like episodes about things, it's, it's just a, a, an entire season that is worth watching about advertising and other things and Whole Foods and shaming and it's amazing. Sheepaw Town. If I ever go to the Sheepaw Town and watch this 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 uh, this season, phenomenal. If I ever have a long term illness or some sort of like broken leg that shackles me up for a couple uh, twelve weeks. episodes, six hours. No, so I'm six gonna hours. catch up on the whole thing. No, no. every episode. I, I, I. Just because th- what they did is it was almost like a reboot. They like they like. Did I got a, it. I it's got it. I'll awesome. check it out. I'll check it out. It's awesome. You wrote. <laughs> All right. Um, on Sunday night football. One of I will say quickly is Rodney Harrison and um, uh, what's the coach's name again? Uh, Tony Dungy. Tungy. Rodney Harrison. He's he likes to give. He's like he's like him and Josh Norman. You talking about? No, he, he's like stag party to pyromaniac Mo. He really likes to give uh, Dungy grief. He's just a feisty dude. But listen, how does that? Is anybody ever wanted to be feisty against Dungy? No, ever? but listen, Rodney Harrison. I listen to him like he called uh, every every week. They have a segment on the uh, the Score Sports Radio here in in, uh, in Chicago, where he's on with with Spiegel and Goff, and they have is is some of the most entertaining radio because they can get Rodney to say some of the craziest stuff. So they got they got Rodney today. It was they had the, the interview today where he was talking about his fuse going out with Josh Norman, where Josh Norman was calling him out, and he's like, I don't care about Josh Norman. And then afterwards, like. Seems like you gotta care about Josh Norman a little bit. You gotta, you gotta be talking about it a little bit. It's like I don't care about him. Like the guy is selling crack on a corner. It's like oh, we're throwing crack in at the end. Awesome. <laughs> Just make sure you don't get caught, Rodney. Or you'll be hanging out with Warren. No, no, he was, it, it was. It wasn't like that. But it was. It was. It's awesome. But uh, it's Rodney's, it's Rodney's weird. great. Sorry to bring up the uh, with Patrick and Dungeon. It's just weird. He's always like being aggressive towards Dungeon, who's like the most calm on the. Aggressive, most unassuming or, guy yeah. I've ever met. Why would you ever other want to than be maybe Lovey? But I don't know. Lovey's face just makes me want to punch. But not Tony Dungy's though. <laughs> Tony Dungy just makes me want to like. Uh-huh. But you know, Lovey, I think is Zen. nicer than Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy, he showed you some angry sides when he was with uh, the Vikings as a defensive coordinator and as, as a head coach. Well, go right. Carson Park. Palmer. Talk to talk to us about the Cardinals. I want to say this. I want to ask this, Carson Palmer. Is he the player of the year? Come back. No. <laughs> he better be because I need him this week in my fantasy. I'm talking about playoff. the real football, fantasy football, whatever. Is he player of the year? Cam Newton. Tom Brady. Russell Wilson. He's in the conversation. Tom, I'd say Tom Brady, Cam Newton, him, yeah. If you, if, I mean, if they go, if they keep this up, the Panthers, it's Cam Newton. Gotta be a It was four weeks ago, it was, it was Tom Brady. But now that they're losing, it's just, it's just not. And also, he's had it what four times, so he's not going to get it. Cam one, you know, Tom Brady two, and Carson Palmer is going to finish three. But unfortunately, maybe he's the comeback player of the year. I mean, because that's an award. Like Carson Palmer deserves something. Okay. Like for, for sure, sure. <laughs> like, for sure. He's playing out of his goddamn mind. They are just throwing around, you know, wherever they want, and just being efficient and. Spreading it around to three different receivers and four, uh, four receivers now throwing to Darren Fells. It doesn't matter who the running back behind JJ. him is. 
Um, you know, they've got a rookie back there now, and he's doing it. And this offense is just performing. This team is this. I think they could beat the Panthers. Like no, no doubt. I think this team could beat the Panthers. I agree. The, here's the award, though. Change the award. We we even called this one for for us uh, many years ago. The is Renaissance, called, the Renaissance Award. It's is what, it what is called Val Verde. No, it isn't. The Renaissance Player Award for a player that has to be over 30 years of age that has the the reblossoming of their earlier career. I like it. I like that too. The the Renaissance Award. Well, let's talk about it. Okay, so this week, Carson Palmer's your number one guy, right? Yes. Okay, so go against the Eagles. And you're a good quarterback. You kind of get you throw a lot of touchdowns. You're you're, you're you're pretty high up in dogmatics rankings for good reason. Yeah. Uh, obviously, you talked earlier in the show that it was kind of a, a weird situation last week. But Carson Palmer with all his weapons, it's going to work. You're starting him in most case scenarios. If you're not, or you have Russell Wilson, or you have Cam Newton, or you have Tom Brady, or one of these other studs that insta are going to line up. You pick it on your own. Listen. Don't ask me. Yeah. Well, hold on. Well, pick it on your own. But you should buy Pyro Pro, quick Pyro promo, real quick one. And but just don't ask us that question because what we're gonna do is flip a coin and we're gonna say, oh, heads, yeah, that's a guy. Or what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna somehow roundabout way talk about how they're all equally awesome and tell you go with your heart. And you're like, why the hell am I paying for this? Because that question's impossible to answer. But the ones that are very great to ask and they get answers from us, which are many. We do a good job of in those. I will also days. say this is that right now I have Carson Palmer as my number one, but I do change my no, rankings I know, I know, quite I a bit, I and I want I, no, I want everybody. To, I want everybody to understand this is that it could be last minute, up an hour before game time, and I will change it. And if you're asking yourself between Carson Palmer and Cam Newton, right now I have Carson Palmer above Cam Newton, but I might have Cam Newton ahead of Carson Palmer. News comes out until the last second. And that's what I give you, is last second news and updated rankings. And that's what you need to be watching out for. I can't just... I, what I give you now may not be the same thing an hour from now. may not be the same thing a day from now. It may not be the same thing a half hour before game time. That's why you got to keep checking with us. It's kind of like dating you, to be honest. Pretty what much. I'm going to give you today is going to be a lot different from tomorrow. But the honest got truth, Pyro Pro... Uh, in your dashboard, in your Pyro Pro uh, timeline dashboard, when you do change those rankings on any of these positions, the, the updated rankings move that player that you have in your dashboard. You can put up to 100 guys in your Pyro Pro timeline dashboard. And when Dog changed them, at the last second he changes Cam Newton and, um, and Carson Palmer, and you have both of them, you're going to have at the very top of your timeline, both those guys going to be there and say, hey, this was just changed. So instead of like finding a needle in the haystack, even though those guys are going to be at the top of the player rankings for QBs, the Pyro Pro action in that, in that timeline dashboard is awesome. Because when dogs out updating that minute by minute, and like, don't try and talk to dog on Sunday morning. No. Because no. dog's like, dude. If you send me another text, I'm going to kill you. I've got all this stuff. i got to figure out that. And we're like, we've learned. But it's, no, do- no text dogs yeah. on Sunday anymore. It's but totally it's simple. Important. It is totally simple. That dashboard is key. Because who's going to say that you're going to go, okay, I just looked at the rankings a- an hour ago. Have they changed? And a lot of people go to your do. dashboard. Just go to your dashboard. dashboard. You will know. Refresh. 
Done. Last thing I'll <laughs> say is. on the Pyro Pro promo, 40 bucks for a year. You've heard it before on this podcast. If you're new to this, $40 a year. Not a season. Doesn't mean at the Super Bowl you're done. Between now and you, if you buy it today, you've got this thing until December 15th of 2016 for 40 bucks. That's an off season. That is a a, a preseason. But there's no that off season. That is an in season. That is your habit for the regular season through next year if you buy it now. And the stuff is dope. I, I'm blown away by what we've been able to do. And be honest, last thing I'll say about it, I'll let Houdini mention something. It's gotten better every week. I mean, Stag Party delivering awesome red zone charts last week. Dogmatica doing the SOS. You do the pickups video. I mean, these are all this premium content that you can only see if you're a Pyro Pro member. If you want Dogmatica's uh, you know, award-winning rankings, finished 20th out of what? 130? 123. 123 experts this week. 20th. Nice work, Dog. You're the yeah. man. Um, you can only go through the top five players for free on First in QBs. Number first, one first in QBs. QBs. 13th in running backs. So the guy knows what he's doing. The only way you can see that is Pyro Pro. 40 bucks for the year. You get it if you buy it today while you're listening to the show until December 15th, 2016. One year from now. You can dip your feet in for 5 bucks a week or 10 bucks a month. Make it happen. Support your Pyro brethren. Also, I want to let you know it is absolutely no BS when we tell you about it's a year-round and the off-season. Because there is no off-season for us. Our off-season is preparation for the next season. Strategy. And since you are going to be Pyro Pro members, we are going to give you all of the information that we normally are going to be hiding back and waiting for the people who are going to be buying our draft kit and things like that. You're a Pyro Pro member. You are part of the community. You're going to get this information. You're going to find that, holy crap, you're going to learn how from if you just caught on with us, say in November or two weeks ago or last week or today, that when you are with us through the offseason, we are going to train your brain to teach you how to become amazing fantasy gurus on your own. We give you the tools to do it. You're going to come to us because we're the teachers. Love it. Love no, it. no off switch. Love it. All right. Running back situation. Still the David Johnson show, right? Oh, yeah. Maybe a little bit of Andre Ellington. I do believe time. Andre Ellington will be back this week, and he'll, he'll take on a little bit of the passing down role. They'll just work him back in to get him ready for a playoff time, um, as they should. You know, you got to get a couple of guys rolling there. You can't just have Kerwin Williams packing them up. Stephon Taylor. Williams. It's just not going to work. You got to get Andre Williams. I mean, the, the, the Duke back in there. <clears throat> get him back in there. But uh, it'll be it'll still be the DJ show, and uh, he'll do just fine. Uh, will be outstanding. The Eagles have actually given up a lot more to running backs recently than the, uh, than they did early in the year. Early in the year, they were stellar against running backs. Mm-hmm. Lately, not so much. Uh, so I think DJ will do just fine. Obviously, Palmer will be throwing the shit out of the ball. He's got, a t- I mean, who do you like? The bigger poison. Who do you like the most? When, the guy that's in the most questions that we get, it seems, is Floyd. Am I wrong? Because he's been he's been amazing over the last couple weeks. I would, I would almost play Floyd over Fitzgerald from here, here out. Uh, honestly, he just has more potential for a real play. It's just uh, Fitz Depends is on just the scoring. PPR, you can go with Fitz and not feel bad. No, of course not. No, you could get... But the but thing the, is that you might Fitz get 7 not, for 44, and that's yeah. just... And like, Fitz ugh. is not getting any of those deep targets. 
When you want those sh- those, those Arian shots down the field, they're either going to John Brown, Michael Floyd, or J.J. Nelson. Period. Yeah, he's never gotten shots. Right. No. No, he hasn't. And that, that's, yeah, exactly. So PPR, you like your, your fits. But otherwise, I mean, Floyd's been doing the job recently, especially since he feels like he's being pushed and pressured by J.J. Nelson and his play. Uh, you know that yeah. after he got, he was injured there for a little bit. He's coming back, and he he wants to prove that hey, I'm the man here. Um, so he's a good play to to have there. And John Brown is John Brown, and he's not going to go anywhere. Okay. They'd love him there, and he's going to be just fine as a fixture there for quite a while. And he'll do his thing. And when he gets those big plays, which I don't know. It could definitely happen against this Eagles team. This Eagles pass defense is atrocious. And this now let's let's go to the Eagles because <laughs> I'm not liking what I'm seeing in this matchup. You talk about what makes some teams the great teams that they are right now in the league. When you're talking about Carolina, you're talking about Arizona, you're talking about Denver. It's Arizona. Maybe I think Arizona may be the most balanced team, offense to defense, in the league. Pretty close, um, yeah. You know, when you look at, at, at the Denvers and the Carolinas and other Point scouts, differential super, says wise. Does it? Says yeah, otherwise. Fantasy point differential says wise. Okay. Like it says oh. exactly that they're yeah, the cause, cause most balanced right. team. They are number one in scoring and number five in allowed. When you look at Carolina. Seattle. No, because they're not in scoring. They're, they're and their defense is not that good. It hasn't been that good this year. Because they third. have not been. They're the, third in defense. Is it they're third, third overall? Yeah, really? they're third overall in defense. Where are they offense? Seven. Seventh. So they're, they're getting they're close. They are. They've, they've gotten up the there. Gap. With how, the way that Wilson's exploded. Yeah. How amazing is it that the, both those teams from the NFC West? Yeah. Well, one thing I thought now that, that San Fran, now, that, now that the other two teams are, are atrocious. kicking posts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. One thing I thought that was going to happen, actually, some of my Broncos buddies uh, planning a, a trip out to Breckenridge were talking about who's in the Super Bowl, you know, asking me, and I basically had said uh, earlier this week before Dalton went down, or last week, excuse me. I thought it was going to be, I said, uh, the Cardinals beating the, the, the Bengals. The old team of, of, of uh, um, Carson Palmer oh, wow, yeah. coming back to beat them. That changes with Dalton, maybe, if he comes In back. In the Super Bowl? Yeah. He, he th- you got to win a playoff game yeah, first, right. girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> I mean, it's, I love it. I, I, lo- I love the It was anything to that, say the Broncos. <laughs> but here's what I think. Like when I look, when I think about oh, people always ask me these questions all the time too. Who are your who are your uh, Super Bowl guys? I go, I'm a fantasy guy. I don't pick games. I said, so first of all, let's just get that out of the way. I don't pick games. So I pick players. Exactly. Let's, talk, let's talk about other anything else talked about on this team. Nah, let's go over to the Eagles. Doug. We already have. <laughs> you already did, yeah. Doug. Uh, well, let's see. Maybe Ertz. That's about it. Maybe. Like, yeah. But he's like a middling of the pack, maybe tight end two streaming sort of tight end one type option. And then this running back, I mean, you want to rank it Matthews, Murray, Sproles? Sure. I have no problem with that. You want to rank it Sproles, Murray, Matthews? Sure. Why not? You want to rank it Sproles, Murray, Matthews? Why if not? you want to take a chance at one of them at your flex right now, go for it. Yeah, but, but if you're they're all chances. If they're you have all chances. three of them. It's out of a hat. Pick it. I, I would take. I would take Sproles this yeah. week, considering the matchup. Consider, considering the high scoring ability of the Cardinals. If you, you know, need a drop for the championship, if I win this week, if I need a drop and I and I get 
the Denard or you know the um, uh, the Bolden or the Bryce Brown. Who would you drop to get one of those guys, Demarco or Ryan Matthews? My friend wants to know. <laughs> wow, that's a fucked up question. Demarco um, Murray. Yeah, I think it, I think it's Demarco Murray. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I can't play him in the championship, and I'm not gonna play him this week. So uh, that's it. All right, let's move on. Eagles, good times. Keep up the good work. I would never play good. either one good. of Matthews or Demarco ever again. So you can right? drop either yeah, one of them. Right? I agree with that. Um, all right, last game, Monday Night Football, the Lions at the Saints. I well, I know one thing about this game, and I know one thing only. Is that is that Val? What? Well, who do they think puts all their toys under the tree? Um, the only thing I know about it is going to be right? played in That's, a dome. Is that the question? It's Santa. It is Santa. Okay. Fuck. That's Come gone. on. This is an elf talking. No. <laughs> so I shouldn't swear? No, don't, don't swear. No. Keep, let's break I'm, our own record. I'm Donner, motherfucker. I'm blitzing you, son of a bitch. I'm <laughs> dancing, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> oh, God. We are definitely oh, Nazi God. this year. Not I need a Rudolph glory. We're definitely moment. Jewish this year on this end. Happy Hanukkah. Let Stag Party go. Stag Party gets mad when we get crazy at the end of the show. So Stag Party, what do you got to say about the Lions? It's our last game. Get Golden Tate on us. And then we got some Kanye West to close it out. I have nothing to say about Golden Tate. He's either going to be pretty good because Calvin Johnson did nothing, or he's going to be awful because Calvin Johnson went off. And... More than likely, Calvin Johnson probably goes off against this team after being sort of shut out last week. Surprisingly, who has allowed the second fewest uh, yards to wide receivers over the last three weeks? The Saints. The New Orleans Saints. They're ridiculous. After their awful, awful, atrocious defense. And you just look at that stat and you're like, huh? They're still giving up a shitload of touchdowns, though, so that's good things for Calvin. Uh, you know... I don't like any of these running backs, even though they're probably... Like, you're just taking a stab in the dark at all three of them when we're sort of talking about the Eagles. Like, you like Theoretic and PPR, sort of like how you like Darren Sproles, and then maybe you like Amir Abdullah because he's got some upside, and he's just the best pure runner, and then you like Joke Bell because maybe he gets the volume. Like, you tell me. <laughs> none, of them, none of them get enough volume, and you can't count on it. And now you would say... Well, but this is a great matchup against those Saints. If I want to choose any of them against it, it, for me it's just theoretic only if I'm in a PPR league. Otherwise, I completely stay away from the Detroit backfield. It just it doesn't produce fantasy points. Here's, here's what you're looking at. The uh, Eagles backfield and the Lions backfield are pretty much exactly the same. The same type of players, same type of guys. Uh, the Lions this week... All three of those guys are in the lower 30s of running backs this week. The Eagles going up against the Cardinals, upper 30s to lower 40s. Here you go. That's what you're looking at. (laughs) You want me to tell you one of any of them? Fuck you. (laughs) Fuck off. 
talking about splitting the bullet. Sorry, yeah. sorry but sounds so, sounds like have a holly jolly Christmas yeah, and fuck you with that stupid Detroit Eagles question. Yeah, it's <laughs> Detroit Eagles question. Running yeah, backs question. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, no, it, it didn't like, rhyme well. Didn't rhyme well. Someday soon. <laughs> of all six of them, who who could be the one to to completely break out and do something? Ryan Matthews. I think, e- I think each of us would give us a different answer. Rick! He stole my answer. Abdullah. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I agree with that, Abdullah. Well, let's, talk, let's go over to the wide receivers. Tate coming on, as we spoke about a little He'll bit probably earlier. probably have the least amount of fantasy points, by the way. <laughs> because we picked him? <laughs> no, just... Yeah. Mean, he, he won't get the volume. Bell will get the volume. Riddick will get the catches. And Abdullah will be lost, even though it's against the Saints. But yep. he could break out and go ballistic against them. Who yeah. fucking knows? Every basically, week, it's like right. three Can Megatron come back after that? Yes. Terrible game. What the hell Terrible. happened there, by the way? I actually did not see the game. I don't know why anybody would watch the Detroit Lions against. I got the two Louis tweets Rams, saying two tweets asking, "Is Calvin Johnson even playing?" Uh, yeah. I saw the same thing everywhere. Well, by the way, can I, here's the answer to the trivia question. Yes. When Andrew Siciliano on Directv goes. We have the busiest uh, uh, early slate of games that we have ever had, so we can't fit every game on the on the uh, on the eight quad uh, screen here. Guess if you can, which game we don't have? It was Detroit, Detroit St. Louis. St. Louis, of course. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Why would uh, anybody see anything? Well, they run a lot of back bracket coverage against them last week. They double covered them. Triple covered them on some plays. They, they were injured them. in the back. The, the I, backs on there. I know. So they just they put everything towards Calvin, and they didn't give a shit about Golden Tate. That's fine. Golden it's, Tate took advantage, I guess, and they got the victory. They did get the victory. <laughs> they, it was a great game plan. <laughs> Fuck. I guess that's what it was. Yeah, it sounds catch, right. I mean, it, that's what I would have done. The problem is, is that here we, we've we've gotten to the point now where Calvin, who was a world beater, is now can be game plan for. And it's it's frustrating because again, look, Larry Fitzgerald had his renaissance early in the season, right? And he's yeah. kind of been quieted down now over the last four or five weeks. So it's the same type of thing. But remember, it was the renaissance. But remember how down Fitzgerald had been after being so dominant for so long that it, you're still buying on the name, but you're just not getting the con- consistent production. It's true. But Larry's more of a target catches kind of guy, and hadn't had like a thousand yard receiving season. I think in never four been a years. gigantic touchdown guy. Either. Yeah, yeah. You know, he had a couple seasons. He wasn't his first, and then he had a nice few seasons. Twelve but or eleven. At the end of the day, sure, here and there. Yeah, he didn't have his high of an arc. He did not have his high of an arc. With Calvin Johnson in Week 15 in your playoffs, unless you got some real hot players going. I'm gonna tell you, it's a it's a mistake to get cute and say, oh. No, no, no I'm not even saying that. Yeah, I, know not, saying. I know you're. I know you're. No, I'm talking to the listeners. I'm talking to listeners too. I'm the listener who traded for Calvin Johnson. So yes, I'm starting him. But the, you he, you traded for him expecting to get the potential of the Calvin Johnson esque games. That you're not seeing anymore. I don't we know saw it. We two, saw it two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago, dude. He's been they, awesome until this week. Last, but you three saw it. You used to see it. You used to see it three out of four weeks or two out of every three weeks. Now you're seeing it one out of every four weeks, if that. And you're t- looking at it and going, I hope I get that game. But there no, there's no, there's no. Calvin's been great the last five weeks. Just had a terrible game. He really has been great. Um, overall, I'm just saying, don't sit Calvin and get cute because Calvin can explode. 
We know that uh, Saints are playing better than they have, but still, this is a team that's in huge blowout, big scoring games all the time. Do you think Stafford and, and Calvin and this whole team are going into uh, the Superdome and scared that they can put up points? I think you've got to love the upside of what could happen with the Cowboys. Last thing before we go on moment. to the Saints. Um, listen, it, it's the fancy playoffs for you guys, and there's a lot of injuries, a ton of injuries out there. If you didn't, if you're late in the waiver wire and you didn't get the guy you wanted, or you, you can't pick anybody up, or you don't have any pickups left, or uh, you, you don't have much going on, it's okay to play any of these Lions. And to be honest, I'm, you could play any of these Saints as well with the way that they've been playing lately, especially with Drew Brees at home. Uh, you might as well just go with them. I mean, yeah, t- t- Tim Hightower is an iffy talent at best. But the fact of the matter is, is that they just fucking hate C.J. Spiller. They hate him, and I don't blame them. They do hate C.J. Spiller, but if you look at games that, you know, he's gotten touches, he's got 56 games that he's gotten, like, a touch in. He averages eight fantasy points every game he gets a touch. Like, over the course of all those games, Tim Hightower. Because, remember, he's had games where he's caught five passes. Yeah. He caught over 60 passes one season. For the Arizona Cardinals. And then, you know, two seasons ago or three seasons ago, however long ago it was when he was with the Redskins, you know, pairing with Alfred Morris, he was a pretty good runner and a pretty good receiver. And, like, he's just got a little bit of juice. While watching that game, Phil, he didn't look like he had a lot of juice left. He wasn't, like, overly shifty. But he he showed some power and some patience and showed that he was going to get what was blocked. And maybe that's what they don't like about C.J. Spiller. He just... Got no patience, doesn't care he's, to get to block, gets small. And Spiller is a mistake pro. Yeah, he was also a guy that never had to work as hard. He was the guy that was the flash, was all the, all the talent and everything, and he never you know, had to work on the craft of blocking and all the other things that are very, very much important. He was he was the guy that was a quick score guy. And I don't think he's a competitive guy. Even seeing him after, you know, in this game on Sunday, when they pull when they pull him off, he goes to the sideline, just looks another aloof, I'm sorry, like he just looks like he doesn't look like a competitive guy. Remember, this is a guy who's agent this offseason, like shows a few teams that this amazing 12th pick who hasn't done crap other than one season would love to entertain playing. It's like one of those guys that thinks he's a lot better and a lot greater um, with his resume and his current uh, what he's done in this league than it's really come through. And uh, He's one of those guys that we'll look back and we'll review during this offseason with ADP uh, ROI and mistakes we've and he made. Shot, he shot hindsight twenty twenty. We this is a guy that is a crucial, crucial mistake. That again, all of us were somewhere on board, somewhere on board later. But just let's look at that and pinpoint that not to make mistakes like right. that in the future because he looks so great in practice, like a Brandon Cooks. But really, when it comes down to it, these guys just, they're, I don't know if it's a competitive thing. I don't know if it's size. I don't know There's what it no is. There's no way you could sit there and, and, and say that anybody could have figured that out. No, I, I'm not saying well, we no. did anything wrong. But it's just study, he was study guy, it so we don't do it again. You know, and, because and, here's and, the thing. That's what I'm saying. How could you study that? And it, say that it you was can't a do perfect talent going into the perfect situation, no, into the perfect system that had a role carved out for him, and then, and then they didn't put him in the role. 
Or, but he got banged or up. Or he, he did, got banged or up. He did not, or he did not understand preseason. how to really be in that role because he was more of a runner than a receiver, and so he struggled in that role. Either which way... A role that I've never strugg- struggled in is Val Verde drinker. That's that's ridiculous. It is. Uh, let's go quick. Let's have right. one of you guys close out the Saints and let's shut this party down. Brandon Cooks. Tell me, tell me about Brandon Cooks. Make me feel good about Brandon Cooks for my playoff matchup. Uh, he could be great, or he could be, you know, Brandon Cooks. That doesn't make me feel great. You don't. You don't. Ha- you don't get to feel great. You're a Brandon Cooks. You're a Brandon Cooks owner, bitch. Stop I know, complaining. I know. Like, he could go for a 6 for 93 and a touchdown. Or he could have two catches for 29 yards. Like, that's what Brandon Cooks can do. He's got those array of possibilities. The good thing he does have going for him is Darius Slay is not a guy who goes into the slot to cover him. He's their best cover player, so you're getting a weak cover corner against him. Willie Sneed probably gets the better matchup of cover corners. He does. He's Uh, got good matchups the next two weeks, by the way. If you're out there, grab Willie Sneed. If you're looking for, uh, you're in the playoffs and you want to. If you're looking for catches and maybe yards, he yeah. just doesn't get. Well, yeah. seven and one twenty-two last week. I would take that. He's not I've got sure. the need. He's not a touchdown guy. The need. Yeah. Three Sneed. touchdowns. Every time I've said that though, I'll say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the perfect jinx on anyone that's a Willie Sneed owner. He's not a touchdown guy, just like Jamison Crowder's not. Now you're gonna get your touchdown. There you go. Thank sure. you. You're welcome. Uh, Costanza, ben Costanza ben in the house. Ben Here's Watson? a. Yeah, t- talk quickly, and I want to yeah. shut this party down. Watson, he's a guy he's sort of got to like. He's just end of the tight end one spectrum, and you just got to roll with him going into the playoffs. I think you go against Detroit, you like the tight end one yep. way or another. There's no, there's no I real mean, linebackers to cover anybody there. You don't need speed, obviously, <clears throat> Richard Rogers. I mean, you just <laughs> don't need anything against this guy, uh, against this team. So yeah, it it should be fine for a Ben Watson. I, I like rolling with him in your fantasy playoffs. I'm just going to admit and close out this way. Sometimes, dog, I do need speed. Yes. I need speed. You have the need? The need need for speed? speed. But not very often do I have the need for Sneed. (laughs) Jeez Louise. Wow, that was a long setup. What up? All right, guys, I love you. Dropping the knowledge. It's a playoff time. I love the way we're dropping this stuff. We're back in our, our nice, uh, our nice. We got one more important week. We'll still be doing week 17 for you knuckleheads that uh, rock out your your championship then, or maybe you're part of one of those leagues like Houdini where the championship week is actually the Pro Bowl. No, it's and, the uh, NFC <laughs> championship. Yeah. And you're gonna bet on like the no defense game of the year, <laughs> I'm just where it's saying, like your I normal know games are 110 to 100 and, and, and 104. The thing is, 370. Houdini, Houdini is actually acknowledging that it yeah. could go that long. He's the arguing against he's it. Right in now. The, he's the commissioner right now. He's I like, hate the pro. He's like, well, I never thought about well, that, but no, 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 no. Wait, here's the argument against it. What point? I'm gonna bring it out next Unfortunately, I have thought about that, and you need to have at least. Four teams playing in order to have a game with two teams. So you put it to a vote. The closeout. We love you guys. We're going to be doing one more show before uh, Christmas. But this is kind of our Christmas show where we've 
Been well, no, they did some nice. There's a lot of Christmas in the next show, too. Awesome, awesome. And uh, we love Audio, you guys. big time Christmas. We love you guys oh, yeah. for listening to us. And, uh, man, we just love this stuff. And it's crazy that it's such an important time for uh, for fantasy football. But we, we, just, we just hope that you guys are listening to us and joining us. And... Uh, much love, man. It's it's just it, 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 here's a close. Let's close out 2015 strong. Let's win it. We love you. I love you guys. Amen. This is Kanye West, Christian Dior, Denim Flow, and then we're gonna go into a Christmas song. Yeah. Ho, ho, ho. We're, just, we're just continuing where we left off. Out. So we'll be going to dinner for Miami nights on a search for some TNA Trying to hide what's obvious to seeing me We conversate a bit about your DNA And my salmon colored suit from the VMAs Oh, you was watching? Who the fuck wasn't? Me skip across that stage in five dozen Yeah, six grand for a minute's time Italian Vogue style the nigga for a minute rhyme Let's be clear and let's be fair The best thing in music is being awful here It's a round table full of bosses here Still giving you an all
this in my head, fucking with me. How can I be better? Rock stop with just the basics. Dior, Dior, galore. I love the cut. I seem to have forgotten that I'm often lonely to the people who don't know. Cause, you know what? Those gold presidents are on my bony wrist. To my mind, to Chanel, Harold, L.C., the stunner. She got haters, some of the fan made us. But they don't really matter. We escape them what I pay for. Hey, I'm on my own. Thousand, I'm all good now, and nigga don't need no counselor. Woke up in the room, and my mojo was active. Looks from the hoes that were more than likely passing. Back when, let me not reflect from the ocean. I'm on to the new act, on to my new script. Bitches, but they have their thoughts before approaching. I done heard it all, baby, save it for the mother niggas. Do things all before living, they just copy up the image. Hey, they just copy up the image.
house up on a tree The house lit up nice With your family, it's where you wanna be Here on Christmas night When you wake up and you see the gifts Don't that make you feel good? So since we all snow in and haul on us Have Christmas in the hood Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.